and welcome to a late night edition or early morning edition or midday edition, depending or like, listen, if you're listening to this to, to it's a live show, but you know, I feel like I say this every time, but this is an international, international collection of things. And to be truly international, are there, if you're international, are there such thing as time zones really? Like, you know, when you think about it, the the, the abstract idea of like the, the sun, we invented this thing to track what time ta- when the when the sun is bright and when we can see outside and it's not dark out, and then we all decided yes, let's agree on this kind of this thing that because I guess at this point it's too it would be too hard for us all to use the exact same time. It would just be too confusing for us all to go to like swatch internet time or something, even though we all could. And then like we just did it long enough and then eventually it's six o'clock everywhere at the same time. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. The, uh, oh, and the, the, the what is IndiePocalypse Radio and the I is me, Andrew, host of the show and creator of IndiePocalypse. We are here with uh, one guest, uh, uh, other a couple other guests have uh, fallen in the line of duty for this week, but we we have one guest to talk about uh, a zine of a different flavor, uh, uh, Dozine, to the best of my pronunciation. Oh, it's good. You're good. Thank you. Um, it's it's returning guest, but with a different a different approach this time. Is NPC KC again? Hello. Hello, early morning, evening, daytime. You're right. We don't really need time zones. Yeah. We can enjoy this podcast whenever we want to. Yes. What if someone's saying this? Someone could be listening to this at exactly like 7.03 Eastern <laughs> Daylight Time, or they could just be listening to it at any point in time whatsoever. But, but I, I, I referenced it at the top of the show, the dozing so what is you're you're here with um i also referenced um uh the pair of nice gear games who have also been on the show before but could not make it this week due to um life mm. and it is it's deciding sometimes that you know you can't be on a radio show today yeah but, so here i'm supposed to be part of a group of three it's me kc and um, Nice Gear Games 2 people, which is Daikon and Nenkong. And recently we started a zine anthology bundle project. We're still working on exactly what we want to call it. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something zine. three yeah. years later. So am I. <laughs> but, like, you know, like that kind of energy, like yeah. zine anthology bundle thing. And it's a collection like created collection of games made by people in Japan and we only just released issue number 0 last Sunday. Yes, very extremely recent. This is one of my first um um I sorry, I have your site open and it has a little like a little um waveform things. I'm like, is that I'm like is that tracking my talking? I'm like, no, it's not. What am I looking at? <laughs> it's not that. In, it's not that intense. It's yeah, just, I'm like, that's not it's my like just a random. I was random like, effects from the website. Yes, I'm just so used to looking at my levels, and I was like, wait, those are not my levels. But yes, <laughs> no, that is you know, the, the the first kind of like hot off the presses, 
radio style here to promote your project kind of thing on this show and we're very excited to have like this space so thank you no i'm very excited that you are uh extending another space to for other to other developers as well like it's all about making a bunch of little spaces all over the place you know there's a lot of really cool games and like i think the first time i brought this up to rencon was also because um Rencon and Daikon previously did indeed Su Scene with Indie Populous. And through that zine collaboration that you two, well, you three did, I also found a lot of devs that I hadn't personally known of. And I thought it'd be really cool if we, like me and Nice Gear Games, could do the same thing, but continuously at, like relatively continuously and keep yeah. it going sort of like how indie populace is but at least a much less frequent pace <laughs> yeah no i i've said before i do not wish this pace on to anybody uh, like one month every month it's it's <laughs> that's so many zines it's that's a lot so up, but like so much work <laughs> yes yes the i i often say the the financial seat i often say the secret of indie apocalypse is that i did it is that I paid down my debt, but that's only the financial secret. The mm. the time secret is that I don't have a social life. Indie <laughs> <laughs> apocalypse is your social life now. It's the show is kind of my this show and like a one a week, occasionally a couple times, occasionally maybe twice a month, or not twice a month, four times a month, maybe five or six sometimes. Just night with friends is my social life but the other six days out of the week nothing it's just a lot of like grind the, yeah. the indie apocalypse grind behind the scenes you're, you're the duck who looks calm on above the water but all the legs are like going really fast as you pedal through yes <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> that is the 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 yeah the this uh the, the the work behind the scenes that is less apparent the fact you know the half having to schedule like yeah mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of stuff and there's always uh the innate fear that i have that like because the trickiest part I'll, I'll i'll let you on a little secret the trickiest mm-hmm. part of running these things is if nobody shows up then what do uh, you do then you just keep talking yeah, yeah. You're like, uh oh, no one showed up for the zine. Now, how do I do this? If there's, mm. no, if I don't have yeah, enough. So right people. now, we are looking actively for for contributors to the zine. Please, people, give us your games. Yeah. So if there are, going to have to go knocking on doors. <laughs> for for also for all the Japanese indie developers listening to oh. this uh, primarily U.S. based podcast <laughs> of ever. Based around an ind- this niche podcast, based around a niche, primarily English-speaking publication. If you hear this, hey, check out Dosine. Even if you're not based in Japan, please do check it out, and yeah. you can buy it from wherever you are in the yes. world, and enjoy some five very cool games. Yes, yes, check it out of the other context of buying it. <laughs> And if people buy it, we can use that and be like, hey, people are interested in this, and I will use that information to so literally go like knock on random people's booths and like, hey, have you heard about Dozen? Hey, hey, and be really obnoxious. Yeah, and be like, look, look, and you can just like pull up that itch page and be like, look at the people mm-hmm. who bought it. Mm-hmm. 
and they also get money. People will also get money just for being in the zine. It's like win-win for everybody except like our wallets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that is the uh, the, but that's that's the small press lifestyle, you know. <laughs> it seems like it, and I think like it's just a lot of people putting in a lot of heart and a lot of time, yeah, and seeing where it takes them, and maybe like it doesn't take them to very very soaring heights but it takes a lot of other people to very cool places yeah you're right right it's about like there's a big there's a big difference between going from zero dollars to one dollar you know i remember the first time anybody bought like somebody donated i think it was like three dollars to something i posted on itch and it was the coolest experience ever because it was a free game yeah and i didn't know people just like paid money for free things like i didn't know the itch culture at all at the time right i didn't know that was something that really happened i was just like yeah sure i'll say yes pay what you want i was like whoa people are actually out here and people have actually played my game and somebody actually put money because they liked it and it was very i don't know like i want that experience for everyone who makes games yeah yeah <laughs> You, you can hate money as much as you want, but we need it, and it feels good when yeah. someone gives it to you. Yeah, like, ideally, we all have universal basic income, and then all we need from our games is validation. But it is also very nice to make money so that I can use that $3 to to live. Yes, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> because because money is valuable, it's like, wow, somebody mm. somebody spent this very important thing on me. Mm. Like, you know, there's a whole issue where you're like, what is the value of games? Is it if it has a price point, then it's more valuable. If it's free, is it no value? And obviously yeah. here, we, that's not true. But the thing is having, because money is a thing that exists, we always have to account for it. And it is very nice to receive money, putting that out there now for anybody interested in looking at Dozy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And like putting a, like a, a price stamp on something too, I think. Mm kind of goes a long way to people being like mm. uh, you know it all you all all that separates uh an indie game from a from a free itch game derogatory is um <laughs> a price tag it's really. actually true though like that's like because i've seen so many itch games where i'm like if i saw this on steam for 15 dollars, i would buy it right yeah but i yeah. feel like because it's here it's on itch it's free it, you have to make the conscious decision to add the money instead of just downloading. Yeah, I've 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 played a lot of, I have Game Pass and I've played a lot of games on uh. Game Pass and I'm like, I, I I found a new not genre of game but a new feeling of game where I play it, and then I'll like get up to get a drink or something and then I'll come back and I'll be like, why am I playing this game? And then I'll just. If you pay money, you feel like you're invested more yeah. into the game. Whereas, because yeah. it's on Game Pass, even if it's a really cool game, you're like, actually, maybe this opening trailer isn't cutting it for me. And you're like, yeah, let's let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will, uh, and then I will just like Alt F4 and immediately uninstall it. Yeah, which is like, if you bought the game yourself, you'd probably be more willing to try it out and keep going. Yeah, but because it's free. Well, well, not free, but right. Um, yes. And part of that is as part of me was like, I don't want to keep paying for this thing, so I want to play the things that I want to play, and then dip out. And there's so much choice because you have so many other games you can be pay- 
playing also for free, yeah. quote unquote free, on your Game Pass. Right, right. And, and that that ignores the fact that, that that assumes that I have only games in my life mm-hmm. as well. Someone <laughs> just need to go up and get that drink. Yeah, that assumes that I, I don't see, I'm, I can't see from my vantage point right now from a new shelf that I added my copy of Lost Highway <laughs> and the, and my, um, that, what is, what is that new, and that Wong Kar Wai collection I have that I have oh. not. Oh, what? It, you get the, it, wait, is the Blu-ray out? For which In one? Where you live? For no, the like, Wong Kar Wai collection? Doing, yeah, you know, they're doing a new, um, they're doing a new 4K collection here and it's coming out next February here, but does that mean like you already have it or? Yes, I do already have it. What? Yes. What? Why do you live in the future? Because uh, I live in the. What? Technically, you live in the future too. But yes, no, I got it like immediately because Chunking Express had been out of print for so long. Yes. Oh, uh, no, like it's only coming out here February 2023. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like next year. Wow! Wow! I I. When there's actually a sale going on right now, and I need to at some Ooh. point make a, because I have to make a forty-minute. I like I like to um use the, who puts it out in Japan? I'm uh, not actually sure. They were doing a re-showing to celebrate the um 4K remakes. Yeah, because I imagine they were like, also probably going to need a Blu-ray at the same time. But I don't know who is doing it. Yeah, because I imagine like Janus Films or Criterion, whoever's the company is the one that's doing those 4K restorations. But I don't know who puts it out necessarily in Japan. Apparently, I just I just looked it up. It's it's UNP film. Okay. But I don't actually know who they are. Right, right. So I, I'm assuming it's not like a huge distributor or anything. Right. And they just... also have to prep it with like Japanese um, captions, I believe. So that's probably part of the delay. Yeah. Right. Right. That is. Whereas, like, because I guess, yeah, I guess it depends on when the last time it was. And it's welcome to our, our Wong Kar Wai fan cast. I'm very, yeah. I really like, his his films are very good. And yeah. And I love them all. So, I, I, they're very good. They have a good energy. Yes. And it's, it's very weird, I think, that they're, not weird, but they're so widely celebrated, but they're also very queer and zine energy, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. I think I think you run into a lot when you just run into like these kind of uh, like outsider stories, I guess yeah. you could call them. Like, like he's very. I feel like he's. I want to say he's very mainstream, but maybe that's also not true. It might just be the circles I run into. Like, yes. I feel like everyone knows. <laughs> no, like, no, I find he's the Hong Kong director who makes all these incredible films. I feel like everybody knows, but maybe that's not. Uh, yeah, I. I... I could say at least on my part, if I was to ask how many, if I was to survey a hundred people on the street, if they've seen Chunking Express. Oh, but like, you have to watch Chunking Express. Yeah, I, like I said. I, no, you must. I got very, adi- for a while I was listening to that, 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 what was it? Like, I think it was in Cantonese, right? That version of Dreams, that Cranberry song. Yes. I was listening specifically to that version for a little while. And just the regular cranberry songs. <laughs> I feel like that's also a very like fun part of like um, Hong Kong Cantonese culture, where there's a lot of songs that are covers of like popular, well, quote unquote Western songs, but made yeah. into Cantonese. And a lot of the lyrics are actually just like completely different from the original, but they like the song, so they're just like, "We will say what we want with the with the song." Yes. Like, like, spin it our own way, and that's also very zine culture, where you see something, you're like, "I want to take that." 
take the framework, do something completely different with it, but still base it on something. Right, right. That is, is, is at the heart of, I think, like independent culture is like actually, mm. actually being is being inspired by something, but not just recreating that thing. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not like I want to make the next Paper Mario because I love Paper Mario, and I'm gonna make Paper Mario with, with like fish. Next. Yes, it's like. <laughs> I played Paper Mario and it made me cry and like I had so many feelings. So I'm going to make this a completely different story, completely different genre, but it's still Paper Mario at heart. Yes, right. It, it takes sort of like the <laughs> the playful attitude and maybe a, like mm-hmm. a unique aesthetic, but it's not just strictly like I made a papercraft looking game that uses the exact same font. <laughs> <laughs> like why use the same like, font? It's like what you take from the game, I guess. Like if you take like the visuals or like what you connect to, and I yeah. feel like Zing culture is very like connecting to different parts sometimes, and sometimes that also takes you away from mainstream audience where they're like, "This is not what I thought this would be because it's not what I signed up for. Right. It's not what you told me this game would be." But other people look at it and be like, "This is exactly what I wanted," and like that's the sort of people we want to reach out to. Yeah, right. Because there, there's. I'd rather take someone's like the what they what what to use the example what Chunking Express means to them rather than their like mm-hmm. exact Western version of that you know like New York Express or something I don't right know. right exactly welcome to New York Express the exact basically the exact same movie <laughs> exact same ideas but just in a slightly different place and always and always slightly worse that's just it's what you're gonna do with. A remake is always like, going to be worse. It's like what they did with The Departed when they when they remade my one of my favorite like detective cop movies from Hong Kong. I'm still I I have thoughts about The Departed and I think it's an okay movie, but the original is better and I'm going to be like one of those annoying fans about it. <laughs> I I'm getting into I, I I've thought about cuz they're just releasing that trilogy in the US now oh, or like a 4K version. I recommend version of watching it. it. I I think it's really you like the song in um, Chunking Express. There's also the, a very iconic song in Infernal Affairs, which is like the theme song of the whole series. And it's very good. And I recommend watching it even just for the song. Yeah. No, I I want to. I, I like watching movies and I wish I'd watch more <laughs> movies. <laughs> I should probably just watch. Honestly, I I should... It's one of those things because movies, I feel like, don't work as well as a streaming service because you do have to invest the time. And there yeah. isn't as much of the um, instant gratification that you get from watching, like, I don't know, the latest cooking show on Netflix. Yes, which is, right. like, very, like, bang, 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 a lot of action, which is fun. But movies, you can't usually get right into it. And then if I pay m- money to watch a movie in a theater, I'm stuck there. So I have decided to block out this two hours of time but it's very hard to do that at home when you have so much other content you can enjoy. Yeah, I, I, I've, it's, you have to, right, you have to, or sometimes you have to block out four hours, you know, you have to block out. <laughs> I yeah, wanna... they were showing Lord of the Rings, um, I think the um, extended trilogy in IMAX theaters recently, and you could watch all three of them together. Yeah, that is, that's, <laughs> and that's what, like 12 hours? I don't even know. I think they had intermission, like, breaks in between for people to yeah like eat and and survive (laughs) right right because you do you have like the the real because in the u.s i think partially uh because of just like natural transitions of cinema and partially because of covid a lot of places Mm -hmm. now have like big seats and some even have like kind of like fold over kind of like trays and everything 
it, like 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 you're in some sort of air airplane or yeah no bigger oh. like like full like full I, you cannot see my arms doing the full motion <laughs> i'm sorry i can't see your arms <laughs> over the over the phone yeah but <laughs> the idea of if you imagine like a big luxurious easy chair they're yeah, like okay, they're like, like those coffee. And not to my knowledge, I have not seen that in a Japanese theater. It's yeah. just like I also haven't been to a theater in the U.S., so I can't say if it's like I can't say like it's just the regular cinema chairs. Right, I right. I don't. It's the. Chair. I think of uh, so the, the chair that I'm used to that uh, that existed for ninety percent of my life was. Mm. It's just like the kind of minimal padding chair that seat that is flipped up, and you when you sit on it, it flips down. And it's okay, very small. No, I, think that's, I don't think it's like super small, but it's the same general idea. It has yeah. the bottom that kind of goes up, and then you sit down, and then it goes back down, right. and then you have like a little cup for the soda. It's stadium seating like, is what it is. Okay, yeah. I guess that's it. So that is what it is. During COVID for a while, they were like, you have to sit um, like with one seat gap between, but that's no longer happening. So it's just everyone sitting in a small theater as usual with no like tables for eating no yeah they have no it is i'm looking at it like yes i i just typed in japanese cinema seating and... <laughs> is it just the regular sort of cinema seating you expected yes it's, it's what i'm thinking of I, there's not like yeah, the... no, there's no like easy couches or anything that sounds so nice yeah i wonder if it'll just like kind of slowly move towards that because it is like yeah you get a full it has like uh, uh, electric reclining and everything. <laughs> that sounds so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a it's a luxurious way to go to the movies. I would actually like that a lot. I think that I guess they have to retrofit every theater, and I don't know if there's a lot of small theaters here, which I do like going to, but I don't yeah. think they have the money for that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I especially because smaller theaters are usually more. Yeah, that's also like very much the U.S. It has uh, billions of amounts of space to just kind of throw giant mm, movies. That is theaters. also true. Like <laughs> I, I imagine it's there's already like a bigger theater probably. In, yeah, we like, have so we have so much bigger. so much space to put so much huge theaters everywhere. Mm. So there's that whole that whole that whole thing of well, what is Switzerland has one with double beds for chairs. Anyway, so people can sleep. I guess so. He's like, uh, this this Marvel movie's too long. I'm gonna take a nap. Well, actually, that would be a very cool experience for like a game convention where everyone gets sofas to sit on and then they get to play games. Yeah. In their own space instead of at like each individual booth with the developer hovering over you and being like, "Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it?" <laughs> yeah, right. Like, right. I, I did that. I did that. Like I was like, "Oh my god, I hope you like it. I hope you like it." This on there. Yeah, no, I, I I switched around now. I no longer care if people like it. <laughs> I, I I want to I want to reach that level. How yeah. how do you do it? <laughs> uh, it's so uh, stressful. <laughs> um, I don't know. You just you just first you shift your goals to being like, well, mm-hmm. I I'm here to make money, and uh, <laughs> and then then you shift your goals again, and then it's like, well, I don't care if people like this thing that I like because I like it. <laughs> But then when you reach that point, then why do you need to exhibit is also how it well, So I can up. make money. That's true. Okay. <laughs> the, the goal is still to, to get money for the zine to pay yeah. people. Right, that's right. That's, 
so maybe that's part of it. But I also think that uh, I don't know. My I've gotten a little. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, combative <laughs> or something. <laughs> I I. I feel like part of uh, a stereotype of Northeastern, or maybe even huh. Massachusetts specifically, is we've got a bad I attitude. Don't I don't know much about Northeast America or Massachusetts particularly, so I don't know the stereotype, and I'd like to hear more about it. I think it's we got a bad attitude. Really? Like, bad attitude how? I don't know. I think, I, think, I don't know, we're crushed into the bitter cold and we're mean to each other. <laughs> There's a lot. I've, there, there's there's a not unprominent sticker, like bumper sticker I've seen that it just says "masshole." <laughs> so I think it's understood that, that um, it's just I don't know what it is. We're just a. It there's a combativeness that runs through the state, maybe. But I think that if you do make like if working in small press, part of you has to be a bit combative because you are always fighting against big press or like to exist in the same place as big yeah press. right right and I, I i felt more and more recently that like the kind of um unrelenting positivity mm-hmm. usually just kind of benefits the person who already has the bigger platform because if everyone is lifting mm-hmm. up everybody already then the people who get lifted up are like already be lifted up and yeah already... no i see that i see that like I know it's like it's supposed to be like what is it a big wave? What was what's what's the thing? Yeah, a, a rising wave? tide lifts all ships. Yes. Like, yes. But <laughs> sometimes, like the ships aren't even there yet, and we have right. to get the ships on there somehow. If that makes yes. sense. <laughs> exactly. Small press is on a piece of driftwood. <laughs> yeah, we're just like ah, oh, this wave. Everyone's being lifted up, but we're drowning. <laughs> and sometimes small press needs to jump onto one of the bigger ships and uh, yeah, like give us. A space is like how i feel about it sometimes and like Mm -hmm. i know it can be like very annoying it it feels annoying if you see like oh i feel like i've seen this so many times or whatever but it's a lot of the times when people are on small press or like just like small indie developers keep pushing their stuff it's because like i think a lot of us feel like we aren't being seen so we have to try our best to be seen yeah like those wants to help developers who don't feel seen and we will do the job of being annoying and aggressive and combative to be like, look at us, look at us, look at these great games so that yeah. the devs don't have to do it. Right, right, right. So because not everyone, I think, has the constitution for that because I think it's you are going to be annoying and there's going to be people who find you to be annoying. And mm. I, 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 you know, you have to develop the... Uh, it's, it's good to have be like a, a publisher, a small press mm. person, to have that constitution to be like, yeah, I'll be annoying. Oh. <laughs> like I feel like it's an in- in- inevitability because we have to talk about it for people to know what it is. Right. And there's, I think there's, a, there's a difference between being like, you know, being on like Game Pass or something like that, and not having all the attention a AAA game has, and or you know, there's a difference between that and being on itch and nobody knows what you are. Mm. I think itch is amazing in the in the sense that um anybody can like really anybody can post there. Yeah. But it also does get very frustrating sometimes. I think for people who think that 
like they've made something really cool and they really wish people would see it, but they don't know how to get it seen. Yeah. And I don't know the solution to that either. <laughs> right. There, it's like where, yeah, there's, there, it's very difficult to see the space where you get it seen. Like, cause where do you get it seen in like a, have yeah. Uh, like uh, like a write up somewhere like where do you yeah. like and then there is there is there is the other the other issue that um it's games are still very uh, video game focused you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure no like there's like what was it it's the the game awards right now yeah and I feel I feel very unrepresented by the choices <laughs> right right I saw somebody like. <laughs> resonated with me this year like a lot of them are cool games and awesome games but like there's no like where is the weird games i downloaded sometime on itch and then forgot to play and they were on my desktop for a couple months but then i played it and it was amazing section right right there isn't that because there isn't like a um i mean that i guess that's a maze right oh that's true i guess <laughs> that's that's like the the closest thing games have to that is a maze but also i mean how much does a maze reflect into, I guess that's to be fair. Cause how much does like, you know, the Toronto international film festival factor right. into, um, wider movie culture. So it's not that it's not that, but also the game awards is kind of irritating. I have it blocked. Like, I think, um, also with a lot of these, even with a maze and like with a lot of these smaller game events, a lot of them you can apply only in English. Oh yes, yes, that is. Um, that is also a. Uh, like that's already a, a language barrier for a lot of devs here. Like this time for Dojin, we chose games that were like mostly in English already, and for the one game that wasn't, like we translated it just for the chance to get like more people to look at it. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like having to translate always to English is always going to be the solution. Yeah. Because like, like what if you? Because like, mm. what I mean, imagine you're doing dozy dozing like you know, twenty years ago or whatever you know, and and you have and you have like like Higarashi or whatever, and like in that in that when you're like oh this is very cool, I'm not going to translate this whole thing to English. There's too much text. Because like, it's like eight. It's like ten billion words long. But like like those that those same games like those like spiritual successors could be made mm. today. Mm, like Higurashi has had a huge effect, I think, on the genre and the way people also connect to um story based games and having like like I'm so happy Higurashi exists because it's carved a space for games that also don't really have choices. Yeah, for- right. <laughs> Oh, the or kinetic user- novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's okay. And it's like it's turned into a huge media franchise. It has so much stuff going on, and people are like, "It's cool." They're not like, "Oh, now walking simulator," or like, "Ah, oh, choices don't matter." Like, whatever people say now about visual novels, I don't really keep up. Yeah, right. I, it, it didn't. I see so much. There's so much Higurashi posting that I'm like, I should try this eventually, but, but I'm busy. I, I I do recommend Higurashi, but it's also very long. Yeah, like I can't recommend it to people who don't want to 
play for hours and hours and hours just for Hirashi, and then you have to play the continuations to get the full story. It's like it's so much time. But but on the on this vaguely on a on a similar kind of um, wavelength here, I have a question from here from Mochi, which is, do you have a favorite Toho character? Okay, I like Patchouli. <laughs> oh, but then I. I, I like patchouli. Patchouli is my favorite. Patchouli is the cutest. Okay. Like, she has the hat. She's the witch. Like, when I think of, like, anime witch, it is patchouli. I'm sorry, Marisa. Like, you're very cute, too. But patchouli is going to be, like, the magic girl for me okay. all the time. Because <laughs> when you say, you know, the Toho is the witch with the hat, I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? That, to me, that describes oh. all of them still. But I'm no, looking no, no, at like, that's Marisa, I think, for most people. When people think of, like, the witch in yeah. Toho. I'm going to assume that's, like, the general mindset. And then, like, you get, like, um, the shrine of, uh, the shrine made of Hakure, and that's, like, um, well, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but that's Reimu. And those are the two that everyone thinks of, I think, when we think of Toho. But it has, like, such a good cast and also Toho. Amazing, amazing Dojin game. So much, like, so much influence on everything. Yeah. it's Everything. It is, like... <laughs> So, like, for it's one of those things where it's, like, it, it is, like, I think it's the reason for uh, uh, kind of, like, the importance of looking into other culture because it's so foundational, mm. you know? Like, every year they have a day which is, like, comic but only for Toho. And I know people who make their living only off of making fan stuff for Toho only. Yeah, like, and that is... <laughs> and what like and, and the U.S. gets like a tr- like a Toho game every three years or something kind of trickled its way over here. I honestly think it's amazing that Zinsan doesn't translate to English. He's just like, I I am going to benefit you all, and I'm going to be nice enough to put my game on Steam, but it's going to be in Japanese, and you guys are going to have to deal with it. And that's such good energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know, <laughs> make them come to yeah, like, you know, if you want to if you want to f- get into it, just learn Japanese, you know. Mm. I don't have to translate. So many like know Toho Project as like, like they know some of the characters they've heard of it, but like a lot of people don't know that originally, it was just like it's like this shooting game that just came comes out on CDs at Comic-Con. Like they don't know that it has an original game. They might play like spin-off games, yeah. or they've played like Hello Game on Switch, or they've seen the characters in a random like. Um, one of those weird talking videos that people use the main characters of on for like Nico Nico Doba, but they don't know the original at all. It's just seeped into culture so much, like this Dojin game that for some reason has reached so many hearts. And it's really interesting that way because like everyone just builds off of it in their own way. And Zunsan, like um, Project Shanghai Alice, has been totally okay with like being incredibly, incredibly generous with um, the fan work policy. Like, he's letting companies make games off of it, and he doesn't make money off of it, really. And, like, he's yeah. like, if you do whatever with these characters, just respect it. And, like, if that's not, like, those in indie spirit, I don't know what is. Yes, it is such a, it's such a, a unique thing. <laughs> like, there's, there is kind of nothing else like it. Like, and people are literally releasing fan games on switch on it with the characters and it's okay yeah i i after i played that after i played that um that that what's it called that that game that's basically just symphony of the night um 
Oh God, what's the anime called? I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank on the the tabletop role playing anime. Uh, uh, it's it's very classic high fantasy. There's dice because it's. Uh, oh, why am I drawing? Oh, I see, sorry, like when you say fantasy anime now, because of like recent trends, all I can think of is isekai. isekai. No, no, this is pre isekai. Oh, this was high fantasy. It was based on people's D and D sessions. That oh, were I can't remember. That were written up. It's got like that elf is the main character, or like one of That's the main really characters. Um, Lodos War. There it is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I think that a same company who made a Lodos War game made a Toho game, and I almost mm. just like snapped download that Toho game because I was like, I'm a I'm a sicko for Symphony and I I love it. That's valid though. <laughs> uh, it's it's and. Uh, if you want to talk about people very superficially um, copying something, it's Symphony <laughs> of the Night, <laughs> where people like very much like, oh, it's it's a power up, and you collect power ups, and you travel around a world. The Metroidvania is like, no, when he eats peanuts, he throws them up in the air. You have to catch them in your mouth. He has shoes that he has shoes that make him one pixel taller. It's like the weird stuff that's cool about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it'd be really cool to have that sort of um, remix culture, but without. I think why I jive really well with Toho personally is that um, a lot of the people making stuff, like some like people are definitely like making money off of it for yeah. sure, but that's like a happy, like a happy side effect if that makes sense. Right. Right. Whereas sometimes I peer into like from the outside, so like maybe this is not the how it actually feels on the inside when you're actually making stuff. But sometimes I'll look at like the equivalent of like Comiketba's like Anime Expo or like the other things, out, and like they have like things like artist alleys. But a lot of the stuff that's being sold feels very like merchandise, yes. money, <laughs> which is very different, I think, from like what I see when I go to like Toho stuff where like Toho stuff is being sold it's like like my friend makes some like hardcore like music on a mega drive but Toho but based on Toho songs yeah like like it's like it's a very different energy you know right right it's I I see that at like different in artist alleys where it's like wall-to-wall you know spy cross family or you know whatever is the anime of the of the season Yeah, yeah yeah and it's like do you actually want to make this like what do you want to make like i know that people like sorry family is like the popular thing now so everyone's like yeah we can make money off of this or whatever like yeah. right now i just i personally i enjoyed the show i just bought like a way overpriced peanut flavored drink based on it and i was like because i wanted the coaster i'm going <laughs> to pay like 800 yen yeah. for this thing that is too sweet because i want the merchandise that's it but that feels very like corporate thinking to make that sort of stuff, and I feel like when I see Anime Expo Artist Alley, it feels very corporate. Right, right, exactly. It feels, um, and this is mean to these artists. I feel like this is also like this feels like no disrespect to these artists, of course. Hmm. But, but I feel like it's just a different culture. Right, and right. That's okay. It's not like what I personally connect to. Right, and and also they they make that because that's what makes them money at these shows. Mm, and I think that's an inevitable thing and that's not a bad thing yeah but like also at the events that i go to a lot of things they will be like you can't like bought in the rules it will be like you can't make merchandise that people might think looks official for example yeah because like that's not the point of it 
they want you to make your own creative things because you like the thing. Like, you like what you're basing it off of. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of, like, it's just, like, a different, like, culture that breeds. Like, I think you could slowly do that and be like, you know, hey, your your artist alley is, like, uh, 50% fan art and 50% of the digital works or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if you, like, you could... The hardest part of an, the artist is getting people to buy your OC, you know? Like, switching to original is tough. Yeah. It's I, so tough. It, it, I saw people on Twitter, they were comparing, like, their, like, out-of-sight metrics, you know, like, oh, my met- I have, like, 50,000 followers, but no one clicks on my Twitter link or my links for my Twitch stream. And I think about how when I see a lot of these, like, larger, you know, game dev, game stream, whatever accounts... I see them because they're just like posting uh, broad appeal memes or like discourse or something. It's like, I think people go to your account for that. They're not there for your original content in a way. Like, 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 like the, like, the fan art, I was going to say the fan art of Twitter is uh, hot takes and hot memes. <laughs> but I, I see that. I, I definitely feel that sometimes. And, like, some people, I think, are actually very good at being, at, like, connecting their hot take to the games. And, like, I respect the hustle, but I also think it's sad that we have to hustle. Right. (laughs) Hustle in this very, like, specific sort of way, too. Like, I'll I'll never, I'll never be on TikTok. I just can't do that. (laughs) It's fair. I find TikTok also to be very, like, draining i think from what i've seen of it it's like you as a content creator you have to always have content 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 and i know that personally that's not something i could keep up with yeah tiktok always strikes me as like what if vine felt really insincere <laughs> what if what if people realize yeah, whenever i i see dance and i whenever i see someone do a dance i i mm. think like this does not look like a person. This looks like a, a, an assortment of moves strung together. Mm. That like, it, and that's kind of the thing. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no. like, I feel that people are kind of like doom Twitter dying. And like, I've seen some people being like, yeah, Twitter sucks. Twitter should die. But I actually, like, personally, I've had like a lot of terrible experiences on Twitter. Yes, like for like a month, I had somebody for some reason pay for bots to spam my replies and make it so I never showed up anywhere. And that was like the weirdest experience. Yeah. But like, because of Twitter and like how low effort it can be, I actually got to connect to people and talk to people. And like, I wouldn't be, I don't think I would have known about Indie Indiepocalypse either without Twitter. I wouldn't yeah. be here. I wouldn't have like talked to so many people. And I don't know. It's really sad that we're losing that space. If if it happens, if right, it happens. right. It's 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 a very good loud platform. Mm. That like, and like it's a good space, I think, for text only people. Yes. Also. Right, right. Which is lacking right now. Right, right. I feel like uh, I feel weird if I if I do just too too much like, um, what's the word? Like for just like nonstop promo, like pure. Mm unadulterated promotion on like co-host i've been like i'm still like in posting jail for co-host and i like seeing all the posts but like and it and they're all like a lot of stuff is really cool and i'm like oh this is such an interesting thing it's a fun community is how it feels but i also want to see like the low level like i'm gonna get i i I ate coffee 
I spilled some coffee, there was an earthquake, like that level of like no thought was put into this tweet before putting it up level of posts. Right, exactly. We just, be, maybe because it's new and exciting, it feels very much like um, co-host is in content mode, you know, where every, you got to mm-hmm. everyone's from, you know, posting good content. But like, I, want, I want I want bad content, please. Right, I want <laughs> I want no content posts. I want mundane garbage. I don't want to. Ha- I want to post something to zero engagements and be like, who cares? Yeah, I want to be like. I want to read the things where people are like, just like I don't know. I'm gonna get a coffee, and that's it. They're like, this want people to know that they're gonna get a coffee. There's nothing. There's no like. Nobody's making like. Yeah, I mean, to make a gif of that of you going to get coffee and like make it a beautiful gif, yeah. and then people can like work off of that and make like a whole game or something. Like low effort is also really important, I think. Right, right. We don't. It's it's just like the the need to be on all the time, mm. and need to, to be like uh, like 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 I'm like I'm producing something for co-hosts rather. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't need to add to its value. <laughs> I want to just be like low, a, a low value post person. Right. I generate zero value. I generate zero monetary value for co-hosts. Bottom line. Yeah. Like when I'm on Twitter, I don't like, I guess post like a lot of the times it's just me posting very dumb stuff. And I, I wouldn't like, at least with the current like vibe on co-hosts, I wouldn't want to just post like the same way that I do on Twitter. Yeah. Because it feels like, it wouldn't be appreciated. Whereas on Twitter, like, yeah, you're eating pizza. I'm also eating pizza. We good. We are connected now. <laughs> I just ate a pizza. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've, 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 I'm realizing I'm now eating pizza three days in a row. That's maybe too much life. pizza. I feel like that's a good life. I might get pizza later. Sometimes it's, it's a good hand food. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a place. A, relatively on my new commute where I drive by a brick oven pizza place and they brick oven pizzas are done in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very nice fast food and they're little, they're like little, they're little guys. Mm-hmm. The small press version of pizza. Yeah, small exactly. Oven. They're little sourdough crust pizzas and they're little and I like that. that. It is sort of small press. It's local business. I think they only have like yeah. three locations. Dang, that's awesome. And you can get the good fast pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but speaking of small press, like you did. Mm. So so don't you know? Actually, you know, in one of these, one of these games, I need to make sure I have to take it off one of my lists now. Um, uh, Residents of the Ocean was on one of my my lists. It is. Yeah, one of my like I have a secret list. That <laughs> Your I, secret. list. My secret list is called S. It's called SEC, short for secret, um, of basically games that I would be like, "Hey, you want to be in this thing?" I'm sorry, we took it. We you, we got you, it first. You sniped it from me. <laughs> um, no, it was very, like the game is very like relaxing energy. Yeah. I think it was actually because I played that game and I was like, more people have to play this. And then I was like, I talked to Rencon and like DMs random and like, do you want to do a zine? And that's because of that game also. Like, I want this game specifically <laughs> to put in the zine. Yeah, that is, there are so many, it's the exciting thing. There's, 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 there are so many 
you you get that you get that that taste for of like I want other people to know about this thing and not just like I'm like I want everyone not just my friends. Right, right. It's not just like oh, I want to post about it. It's like I want to know. I want to very institutionally I want to create a yeah. thing. Like I want to make a space to be like this is a good thing that you should look at. Yeah. There this is like and I I think the importance of uh, small press is that it kind of mm. creates a permanence for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like people will always be able to go like and say, "Oh yeah, this game was in a, a thing separately from the regular, right. like its own thing." Right, uh, like, like like Dozy and Issue Zero mm-hmm. were always like exist as a like a static thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it will always have been published, and it will always be in the PDFs that people download or like. Yeah. The flyers that people picked up will have the name of the game and the screenshots and like the very short interview, um, dev interview blurb. Yeah, and, and like and small press libraries are these kind of like permanent things. They are. Uh, it's why I like to use the term library because it's kind of like they are libraries. They're not like blog rolls or like things that kind of like cycle with time. Mm-hmm. Like, like to bring it back, you know, uh, all the way, all the, all the way back, like Chucking Express <laughs> um, <laughs> is like, you know, how most people will probably find that like because they browse, they browse the Criterion Collection, you know, oh. and they and they find like I think that probably does like how how much is some I, I look at that it's very uh, it's an inspiring piece of work that that whole with the, with the late with the with the scorching takes once again that the criterion collection collects important works of cinema um but it's like an intro to people to like this different world of like movie making and it's i think it is a good place actually for people to bounce off of like yeah. as in it's a lot of the stuff that's showcased is different from stuff that is talked about usually in um cinema or like regular cinema like it's not the stuff that you see on like the big poster saying coming up soon or whatever. Yeah. And like if you can go from that and be like, wow, Chunking Express is really cool. What else has this person made? And you watch like Happy Together and see like this like terrible, like terrible for each other gay couple traveling right. to like South America and like just ruining their lives. It's like it's not a fun Marvel experience. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, of the two I've seen, I've seen Chunking Express and In the Mood for Love, two very different I, I movies. Like that like in the mood for love is very good but but also yeah very different <laughs> yes yeah very yeah it's this slow laborious uh yearning mm-hmm. but like and then you're like oh what else am i trying and then you maybe you try to watch like you know haxen or whatever and you're like oh th- this old german mostly silent movie i didn't vibe with but like it's always i like the idea that you would try something in like like, I think it's totally okay to try something new and be like, actually, I didn't like it. But yeah. I feel like I have to try it. Right, right. I, I think uh, uh, the benefit of especially this sort of thing is like if people don't try it, if they, even if they don't like it, usually I think the hope of some like a small press work is that mm-hmm. they're looking for very striking works. Mm-hmm. So even if people don't like it, they probably it probably like still sticks with them in some way. And I think that also a lot of the time, like, the first time you foray into a new sort of new kind of media or like well new genre of media yeah. whatever, however you say it 
like a lot of times you'll be like this is too different and i don't like it but right. if you continue in the same direction and you go back maybe a few years later you'll be like huh i actually like it now right right there if you if you're if you become a band camp weirdo eventually you, you'll be so far removed from what normal people will consider to be normal music and i am a band camp weirdo yeah i I am the Bandcamp weirdo. That's me. I, I remember years <laughs> ago. Like, nobody wants to listen to my recommendations. So they're like, what's Bandcamp? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> because it's like. Sorry. <laughs> I force people. I, I put on the show, like, I force people, hey, what if we just listen to this, like, this, oh, this weird, like, abstract jazz plus something? Good. Good. And then, like I, I, like I remember years ago telling a, a friend and I staunchly agreeing that uh, not only just like Meriwether Post Pavilion, but like really in general, Animal Collective is pop music, and that is a um, that was like uh, still we were still wrong, I think, at that point. <laughs> but even that is like a tame assertion to the point I am at in that now, you know. This idea of uh, no, like popular stuff is actually like you. It's so easy to get so far down your hole that you think things are very normal when really pop media is very broad. Usually, it's like it's how so many people connect to it. Yeah, and like being popular media is not a bad thing. No, like it means that you like this kind of media has connected to a lot of people, and that's awesome. Like. I like I always get kind of sad when people are like I don't like it because it's popular. Yeah. And like that's a fair like that's a fair feeling to have obviously. But like I don't want to ever be down on something that people are personally connected to sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, because like but I don't want people to try new stuff even if they're not familiar with it. Yeah, there there's um I I think we entered a point of whenever that guy made that comic that says let people enjoy things you know that was <laughs> that was an era of well no i'm allowed to enjoy all pop media and you can't tell me that i'm how dare you mm. martin scorsese like both band camp and like top 100 music yes yes but it was it was the other way where it's like i have to love top 100 you can never yeah. make me like band camp ever oh i will never I'm listen to what is what is on fan, what is on the front page of that right now? I will never listen to these things. What is what is their most recent very Bandcamp style? Like what it? Yeah, like all all of these things. You could just like scroll down the yeah, date. Yeah, like the first on Bandcamp right now is the ephemeral life of blog rap, and I've never heard of blog rap. Right, exactly. What is that? That and is. I very. Right, right. You could you could make a Bandcamp like article Bandcamp Daily article generator that is like a deep dive into the underground electric trip hop of like the of like southern Egypt. And people are like, mm. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a Bandcamp article, all right. Bandcamp <laughs> is uh, also like super scene energy and I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, it is it is like the 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 fiercest mm-hmm. uh, advocate for it. it's like its own weird deep library. 
lot of like compilation or like label style things on Bandcamp where people will be like, I like this song, I like this song, we're gonna put it in an album. And I think that's pretty much the same energy as like zine anthology. Yeah. But like a lot more common because I think it's easier for people to put tracks together than collect like 10 games or indie populace. Yes, yes, it is a lot. Right, right. It's a lot. And like the. It's a it's a deal of time too, you know. How long have people been making record making music, you know? Sure, for sure. And like, so, I think people are familiar with like albums having multiple artists. It's just something that happens. But I think that's not as common for games. Or like, why is why is this oh, a collection of things made by different people? Oh my god, I just this is not what I signed up for. Oh, I, KC, you hit me with like a revelation oh, of the what, idea what, 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 what? of the idea of the split EP, but for games. <laughs> Like, right, That's like, so, oh, like you can have cassette, like A side, B side for games. Yeah, right. Like, what if, like, here's two, just like a pair of games, so and like they're really completely different artists, but it's like same vibe. But you, yeah, but it's okay. It's different because it's the other side. Right, oh, right. So cool. Yeah. I, I, I oh my god. Oh my god. This is. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need to figure something out about this. How I now, need. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm. I'm wondering how you can distribute it. Like, if you have like, I don't know, like a pair of USBs or something. Right. Or it's, or it's, it's really it's just. Do they have double side USBs? I don't know. Double side. Oh, but that's such a cool idea! Like, incredibly curated, like only EP, like only two games, yeah. but like, make like one cover art that matches it, and this is like ah. Oh. I mean, digitally, it's very easy because you just like yeah, yeah, yeah. zip two zips together. Right, right. <laughs> what if it's like like your launcher that you have now? Your um, yeah. what was it like the MM launcher? But yeah. it's like literally it's just like two images, and then right. you can like flip it in three D space and then put it into your computer or something. Yeah, that... aren't right? No, they aren't. Sorry. Ugh. No, I couldn't find any of these. Can't like flip over a DVD and put it in that way. They they did make. I I think I got oh. like a. I think I got like a Talking Head CD at some point that had a double sided oh. disc. Of course, Talking Head would do it. Ugh. It was like Talking I think Head's it was. Head. I think it was. Uh, what, did it come with like more songs about buildings and food? Was that it? Uh, had like a double sided disc. Uh, how are we gonna search this? <laughs> do you like? Do you remember how like sometimes like. Like, the first time I ever bought a CD, I didn't know that, like, this is kind of, like, computers existed, but I wasn't very connected to computers at the time. Yeah. So I listened to the CD in my, um, in, 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 like, my discman where you, you know, like, the, the CD things that you carry around that I guess people don't use anymore. Yes. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, now I have a computer. Maybe I can, like, take the music off of the, the CD and put it onto my um computer. And then I put it into this, my, like, I've already had the CD for, like, a while now and I put it onto my computer and that was the first time I ever realized that I actually had data on it and it played the music video for the CDs yeah just, so I was, could you do something like that but like when it's a CD so you listen to like the game soundtrack but you put it into your computer and then you can play the games I don't know how CDs work you I mean uh some PS1 games did that really yeah there was like there's a there's a track you can find uh Symphony of the Night for instance if you put that into like a CD it. player, Alucard would be like, "This is not a CD player. Don't play this," or or something like that. Oh my god, I have to try this. I didn't 
know this is a thing. Yeah, it like, is. That type of, if we could do it for games, that'd be so cool. Like, you can listen to, like, the theme song. Oh, sorry, completely unrelated, but yeah. I've... Like, this is the sort of energy I see at Digital Games Expo, which I um, exhibited at on Sunday with um, Bencon and Daikon for Dozin. Dozin. But, um, so some other table, which I've been, like, checking on, it, they're making this very weird visual novel with, about, like, neo-Showa, like, if, if the Showa era in Japan was, like, this weird alternate universe space. And they had... Um, the theme song for the game like the game's not done yet they were selling their demo for like 100 yen or something like yeah that. but they're also selling cassette tapes of their theme song and there are like three of them like three cassette tapes or something that was it but like that's the kind of energy i, I think that we want to channel just like very yes. small we want to do it no who knows if you have a cassette tape but we want to do it and you will have to figure out how to play it right yeah this that's that that is the, the spirit i crave that kind of like yeah. um well, this is what we can do. We can produce three cassette tapes. And if yes. people want to buy them, they can buy them. There's only three. And they yeah. had like different cassette colors. So you could choose which cassette color. I chose I chose the one with the yellow case and the transparent transparent tape because it was so cool. And yeah, the other they're... ones had like a red tape on the inside or like a blue tape. And I'm like, I love being able to choose. And that's all there is, is like there are three. There's nothing else. They're not like limited edition or anything. It's just like, I guess what they had. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they're limited edition in the sense that this, these are the these are the limited numbers that we have, but they're not like. Yeah. It's not like you have to buy this by um like, within the week to get your limited edition Zelda whatever thing keychain. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is very. It, it's like that that DIY spirit. Mm-hmm. That uh, DIY. What a what a. What a beautiful thing, really. Mm-hmm. It's a very good, like at the same table, it's like there, there was also a wooden pinball machine or like sort of thing. Like, you know, I'm not sure if pinball is the right word, but it's the ones where you like pull a little spring and then the ball goes up and then it falls into a hole and then you get points depending on the hole. Oh, okay. Isn't that, is, that's not, it's not pachinko, but it's not, not. Yeah, it's- it's like it's it's called smart ball. It's like the precursor to pachinko. Yeah. And like for some reason they made a gigantic wooden thing, and they didn't even have space to put it on their table, so they just had it underneath. And they're like, <laughs> if you want to play it, we'll put it up on top. And apparently the composer made it because they really wanted to make this wooden machine. Thing. Yes, you're right. <laughs> it's the 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 power of just like having hobbies and wanting to share your hobbies with people. Exactly. Like that's such a good feeling and it's just people who are like i want to make this thing and i want people to enjoy it but if they don't i'm still going to make it (laughs) right right because it's not like a product that i'm that i'm banking my mortgage on exactly and i think we have a lot more like we can have a lot more space for that for people who are just like i want to make a game i don't think i'm gonna make like oodles of money i'm not going to be like the indie game dev of the year but i still want to make this thing and i hope people will enjoy it sort of space yeah we don't yeah. have to have everyone making, like they're living off of games either. And I think games will be better off if it's not just people making them that have the means to live off of games, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think the, the strongest things you'll see in English right now that are that are uh, mm-hmm. are like Domino Club and Paradise uh, Club. Oh, I don't know Paradise Club. They're, they, they're, they don't put out things quite as free, as frequently like or like as structured as structured in the very loose way in that domino club is structured but um they don't have like events in the same way 
I am looking at their page now, and I, they're, they're, they use a custom CSS on their itch page. And yes. It's very, like, very good. I'm going to, like, look at the CSS later and steal things. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just, there's, oh, there's another one, too, that I forgot the name of. They... Know about them? I feel like oh, I should have known. This is so good. Okay, I'm, I'm. Thank you. What's the other one? I don't remember the name. I remember the person. Let's see if let's see if I can find this real quick. Because um, I remember the person who is there was a creator Farfama who was in Indiepocalypse, who I believe is part of this collective now. And I'm gonna bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in Tokyo. Oh, who are they? I don't know. Farfama. Wait, how do we spell that? Oh, F A R F A M A. F-A-R-F-A-M-A. They're, they, the Golden Tower was in an issue of Indiepocalypse. Oh, Infinite Tears is what it's called. Like It's like a new collective. Oh, I think I saw this. I, actually, I, if I'm not misremembered, I think I, um, I think Rincon posted this in Dozin to be like, we should look at this. <laughs> but I forgot their name. Um, Infinite Tower? Okay, okay. No, okay, Infinite okay. Tears. Tears. Infinite Tears. Infinite Tears is like the new kind of like collective that they're making. And they've put out one thing as this kind of collective, but then also Farfama was the the, the singular person who is that I know is connected to it that was in Indiepocalypse. Ah, uh, this is very cool. I'm also going to follow them. Thank you for the thank you for the info. Oh, they put a little thing on their page that says now included in Depocalypse twenty four and it has a little picture of the cover. That's cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, there's there's so many I feel like the I say it's a lot, but I think like the DIY small press, whatever you want to call it, that <laughs> spirit is like bubbling in games right now. No one like there's so much stuff that like obviously neither of us are seeing so obviously like we're missing a like a lot of it because we don't know where these people are but i'd love to like the thing is i also don't want it to be like this big collective like we are all yes sort of thing like dojin is one thing but we also connect to these other people who are doing their own thing right right and culture community space yes Nothing. The the thing that makes me the happiest about Dojin is I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to be like we are indie popular. Yes, it's right. Like, you know. Yes, it, it is is the dream of like when I did that sushin issue was that like I wanted to say hey you can do this and then somebody to to do that, but without my involvement in the slightest. <laughs> and uh, like I'm hoping that like when when we get Dojin going on a bit more and then like we're ready of issue one there's like so a lot a lot to be done before we can get there yeah but, like i'd love to be able to be like what what would be the word like um, respective respective promotion or like or like just collabing again and like yeah have like covers but without being like the same right right there is like uh, it's that 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 it's the thing that feels maybe very foreign now of um just cooperation <laughs> without like being i am big company i will yeah. i will absorb your company and now we are again one company <laughs> right right people it's like and it, it's purely cooperation where neither of us directly benefit from the other person's success like i don't think the goal exactly like 
I, I'm talking a lot, but also like it would be a lot easier to talk about it if also like Yankel and Daikon were here so we could all talk together. But yes. I don't think our goal is to be like Dojin make it gigantic and big. Like it's always going to be a small thing done by a small group of people. Yeah, it, I don't think it has like I, nothing. Things don't have like I don't think you know Indie Apocalypse does not have the scope to be able like, to. to be, it doesn't have to get bigger. Yeah, right. Like, it doesn't have to. <laughs> I'd love it if it could sustain me, but then you know, I always it's like I I, I use it as a <laughs> my guiding post of mm-hmm. the fact that Pal Comics never paid their salary. And that thing was like, uh, like one of the small presses in comics. Yeah, I think that's also the thing. It's just that it's very hard to keep a focus on things that aren't normally being focused on, and also absolutely like reach a point where it's consistently actively sustainable right right you have to kind of if you want to pay people's salaries and make a company you have to eventually like roll up your sleeves and be like well what's popular (laughs) and how can i Mm. like you you know you can get a you'll get people will get hits occasionally you know Mm. but how often do you get undertale you know yeah, like I don't think I don't think hoping that we win the lottery is a good business. <laughs> no, no, and 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 let, let's let's and now that I think about to use it as an example. Undertale also did not come out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, it, it no, came like, out of. Oh, sorry, like that also came out of um like a very consistent like what was it? I think it was like Homestuck. Right, right. They came out of Homestuck, and Homestuck Andrew Hussey came out of just like early web comics like Northampton US like mm. Tapatico like it all came out of like small press support and everything like it all came these weren't people these weren't like Mavericks striking out on their own this was like very collaborative support all the way upwards you know like sometimes you hear about like what are supposed to, what we are supposed to take as um indie success stories like how among us is suddenly like a huge popular thing but it also wasn't seen i think for like five years right right (laughs) and like that's very common i think like one of my other friends um who made a multiplayer game had it up for like years on steam but suddenly at some point like i think it was became really popular with streamers and now it's sold over a million copies but what was like the years of being on steam where nothing happened like he didn't change how he made stuff he didn't like nothing changed at all on his end. He just randomly ran into like, this is what's popular now. And what he made years ago is the popular thing now. Right. Right. And we're like, like, like what, what lessons you learn from among us, um, make a digital version of werewolf. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully what, what you learn is hopefully what you made five years ago will become popular today. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. <laughs> there, there's like, it's all like that. It's, it's, it's impossible. All lessons that you can't actually learn. Like, and that's not, it's not very, I think, encouraging. <laughs> right, For right. For somebody who asks to make money off of stuff. Like, what are you supposed to Right, right. There's, there's, there's like, <laughs> oh, what can you learn? Uh, nothing, really. You don't know when, when mm. s- something's going to hit the right spot and sweep through the culture, you know? So, like, like, I think it's awesome. Like, I love 
that Among Us got super popular. I am in like, and I love that my friend got super popular. And I'm incredibly happy for all of the indie hits that make it. Yeah. But I would love it if there was more of a space for the indies that don't hit. <laughs> right, right. Because like people need a little cushion while they're not hitting, you know? Yeah. Right. There, there, it's that, that spirit of everybody is racing for the top. When what if we kind of hung out and what if we what if instead of the hair we were all a tortoise you know? Uh, like let's all chill and let's all have a good time. Yeah, it's the the idea of more that uh, not taking the not not just buying a bunch of lottery tickets but like mm-hmm. saving let's all pool some quarters together you know. Mm-hmm. And, and like we all we all can help each other out sort of thing yeah right it is as the as they like to say is this is this what they call mutual aid <laughs> what what is what is their their, their, their healing words oh, their buzzwords right now mm. um no it's just like people hanging out together and uh supporting oh i, <laughs> I was looking I, I still the paradise scrolling open and I'm looking. I'm like, wow! Look at the pa- the Paradise Collab to Indie Apocalypse pipeline is strong. <laughs> My God, <laughs> one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It nine. means you've, you've got a good pick. You've been you've 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 had a lot of good picks for Indie Apocalypse. Yeah, nine. There's also like you know, there's there's a lot of like you know. <laughs> pipelines of and i think that's kind of like i was talking to someone mm. um at, at, oh this is that's the thing i forgot to mention i knew i forgot to put something in my whole thing where i talked about small press and it was that i was talking to someone the the, the aforementioned sorting kettle press k the editor there uh when i was talking to them they were, they mentioned that they learned about indie apocalypse because someone who had written literature for that and was included in one of their anthologies I included one of their games in an issue of Indie Apocalypse. Like weird connections. Yeah, right, right. And I think like that's like, um, you know, you you have little small press publications all over the place. You hit two or three of them. And that's kind of like it builds, it has like little resume stuff, you know. It it gives you hits of money here and there. And I think it's... Like, it's just very nice to be able to say, I was in this thing. Yeah, it, it makes you feel less alone. Yeah. And, like, you have already, like, if you were in, in the Apocalypse, whatever number, you have nine other people who are also in the same thing. And that's yeah. so cool. Like, you are all, like, together here. <laughs> right, right. It's hard to, like, how do you, as 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 a weird, uh, I say this, no, weird to say as someone who is, um, you know, host a radio weekly talk show with strangers, um, as someone who is is more primarily like uh, a less social loner, mm. who who isn't part of like game groups. How do mm. I get like if if I'm looking in? How do I get into things? And it's like I I, I don't get into these things because I don't know the right people. Yeah, and I I think that's like one of the shame. Like, I understand always you want to help the people close to you. Yeah. But it also ends up, like, I've seen a lot of really cool things. I'm like, oh, dang, if this was, like, open in any way, I would have loved to be a part of it, but it wasn't. Yeah. And, like, 
like I know I'm already incredibly lucky. Like for some reason, I've like I have my games on a lot of platforms. Like I'm not like like I have released on consoles. Like I'm released on Android, and like I've like I've had the personal opportunity to talk to like Google staff about my stuff. And like I know a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. But even somebody like me will be like, I'm still very very far away from like what people consider most of like indie dev culture, I think. And like, right. I don't have that connection. So there's like a lot of like no way for me to figure out like how to be a part of stuff or like, how can I connect to these people? Like there's no connection that way. Right. Like how do you, there, there are meetup groups that these meetup groups are invite only. And how do you get an invite? You yeah. know, if you don't know anyone in it, mm. like, like, and, like the... I don't think the solution is, well, just find a way to, get to know these people because I don't I also don't want to I, I I think like this probably happens to a lot of people as well but like I've also had people like trying to get to know me because they think like I have connection to other stuff and it, it really sucks yeah right right because you like, I want people to know me because like they want to talk to me not because like I might be able to help them get onto like Google Play or something right right that you are uh, a, a, a way to get their foot in the door like I'm willing to help people, and like I, that's why I think also like um, when we were talking like with Rincon and we're deciding what to do, and like we we have applications open because we want it to be for Dozen because we want it to be anybody can apply if they want to. Yeah, yeah. I th- open submissions are like if you're doing an anthology, I think open submission is the most important part of it. Mm, I don't like, want to just be like games that we know sort right of thing. here are games that we know and here are games about my friends mm. there needs to be like a a way for someone to be able to start mm. like an entry point for someone who has mm. like zero twitter followers mm. no one's played their game ever nobody knows like who they are like so we and there has to be a better way than be like make friends with something more popular than you. Right, right. Uh, pay $3,000 to go to GDC, you know. Uh, not even including the airplane ticket if you are out of country or, like, even far away from right. the same country. Right, or if you're, for instance, on the other side of that country. <laughs> like, that's not a solution. Like, having to meet people in person should not have to be the solution. Right. And it's sad that it still is, even though, like, we are in post-corona world where, like, Things should be able to be more online. And, like, I understand it's cool to be in person and all. And, like, I love meeting with people in person as well. Yeah. But a lot of people can't make it to those. And there still has to be a solution for that. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's definitely the feeling of, like, I think, you know, if you have a, if you have a high number count for followers, I think you there's an implied uh, understanding that you are more in, in groups, you know, and it's easier to be like, oh, <laughs> This person is popular. I will talk to this other. It's it's just like you said. It's like where it's like oh, it's easier to talk to someone who you think can benefit you. In some way. It's so stressful. That's not how I want to connect to people. <laughs> and I don't think most people want to connect to people that way either. No, no. It's all it's all a lot about small press. But you know, that's for 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 is kind of meandering us. Oh, they made a zine too. I yeah, yeah. Paradise collab page. I was like, I'm gonna take yeah. this out. This looks cool. Yeah, there's so much there's stuff. There's so much stuff. Like, I'm I'm very excited to dive into it later when I have time. 
there's so much stuff going on. It's it's why I've been trying to like, ink, like create a bunch of stuff that is completely unrelated to. Oh man, I got someone put he someone's got a Jan Svankmeyer picture here, in quote I believe. What is going on in Paradise Club? There's some. I'm curious. I'm very I curious. love Svankmeyer stuff. It's so cool. That's my that's that's my indie Pockles homework for the day. Go watch something by Jan Svankmeyer. If you I'm saying, like, I feel like you need to have a a list like an indie populist suggested reading watching list. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's like Jan Svankmeyer. It's what's it's what's it's um oh now I can only think of Chantel Ackerman, but she's the that's the director who made it. It's um you know Jean Dielman. It's mm. Repo man. I feel like we we discuss the same thing. Also, I love Jean Dielman so much. It's such a good movie. It's just like, uh, it's such an exceptional movie. It's just like actually, I need to talk about this right now. Every every podcast at one point. Yeah, there are there are two there are two movies that live forever in my brain, and it's that movie and it's um, Phantom of the Paradise. And I never stopped thinking about those two movies. They both impacted me equally in very different ways. Experience though, and I think like that's the sort of experience that also drives people to make more stuff, even if yeah. it's not the same. Like, you want to make something that impacted, that impacts other people the way this impacted you, sort of thing. Right, right. There's like I you you can like you see this piece of art and you you feel that somebody wanted to convey a feeling and it makes you think maybe I could convey the feelings that I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even if it's not like exactly the same sort of thing, you just really want to share that like experience. Yeah. I don't have to like make a very, maybe I don't have a very slow burn movie about my mother inside of me, you know, <laughs> but I have something. Mm. But anyway, yeah, that's that's the indie apocalypse reading list, watching list. Oh, also, um, we're spring. I'll come to you. I love that movie. Mm. There's this old BBC. I think it's we're spring. I'll come to you. There's this old. Um, I mean, that's the, yes, yes. Whistle, sorry, whistle, and I'll come to you. Whistle, and I'll come to you. I highly recommend anyone. I believe it's just you can just find it on YouTube. It's this old. It's his old ghost story from like uh, the turn of the century, I think. Um, oh, yeah, four apparently. Yeah, yeah. So, but they made a oh. like a BBC movie in like the early the late early late sixties, somewhere in the sixties, sixty eight, and it's just like, it's something. I love it. <laughs> it's. I am going. I ha- I have it open in a tab now, so I can yeah. look at it later. The like the 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 lead performance is mind-boggling and then like captivating at the same time a friend and i watched it not knowing what we were getting into and it's it's, it's amazing oh but anyway 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 i have this tab open i was gonna you know i was going to run over to see if my cd binder was here to see if i could find what cd that was that had the weird double disc in it that is weird. No, I'm very curious about like how it works and also how much it costs to make. Well, let me <laughs> let me give me like two minutes. Okay, go go go. I think for CDs also it's like, because a lot of people here make um, their own CDs for like music events, so there is a big 
personal CD ripping culture still. So I was if they right. Can the CD, the, it, did they have it? Yes, the CD binder was in this room. I was right, and it is alphabetized because, of course, I would have it alphabetized. I need to do that. My CDs are not organized in any way, and it's a pain to look through them. Um. Uh, oh no! I, it was remaining light. It looks like. <laughs> Doubles. Yeah. Oh, you know what? called the cd type or uh you know what it is it's a cd dvd did one set what half is a dvd one half is a cd how does like it's the same same disc this? yep it's the same disc one half is a cd one half is a dvd interesting i, do, I, I wonder if they still make them can i buy them i don't know and if you could could you write them at home what do that's i have like i have a I have like one of those USB CD readers because yes. my computer doesn't read CDs anymore. But what do I? What's in my CD binder? What, what do I have when I was buying CDs? Huh. I just bought some CDs like three weeks ago at like an event, and I have to get those ripped so I can listen to them. Yeah. On my computer. Uh. I'm looking at. I'm like, huh? How much do I want to still listen to these? Some of these things. Mm, they also do take up a lot of space. They do, yes. <laughs> that's why I converted them to a binder. Mm, oh, that's smart. Yep. So you don't have um, the jewel cases anymore? I do still I, I do still save the jewel cases. <laughs> then you're not saving space. <laughs> no, I'm actually taking up more space. <laughs> but there was a time in my, when I had my car where I couldn't... Uh, I didn't that with you, right. Yeah, I was going to bring jewel cases. But if I wanted to listen to... The right. replacement seminal. Sorry, Ma, I forgot to take out the trash. I could do that. Um, uh, anyway, we're not going to sit around and listen to look through my CD binder. Uh, this is this is a this is a professional show I run here. We just sit around yeah. and talk about. They do have double-sided CDs, and like they do exist, but I'm not sure if how you, you would to them or if like how common they are and if you can still buy them today right right i guess we'll just have to do cassette tapes for the ep and like it has to be a game that fits within <laughs> which you can play only with a cassette tape like, yeah so basically a... two zx sound spectrum only. games yeah, yeah yeah sound only <laughs> yeah well no no like, they... it has to run only on a zx spectrum yes yeah <laughs> I mean, there, 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 there is a developer who makes ZX Spectrum games, and every oh. month, every month I check their all their links to see if they have a direct link way of contacting them, and they never do. But I, but I check again every month because mm -hmm. that's how I got um uh, three issues ago, I think it was um whatever um issue um Spectrum oh we had trouble with this on the show too. <laughs> But to be fair, the author themselves could not have uh, had issues with uh, saying it out loud. Spectral, mm. spectral photography um, by Robin. I, I had found, like, that was, that was a developer's page that I had linked. And for a while that I would, like, check every single month waiting for a link to show up. And eventually there was a website. And I got it. Please make websites. Have your own space on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's like... If we learn nothing, have your own website. Like, 
like Twitter can survive and like it'll be awesome, but still it is good to have your own space. Yeah, get a Neo Cities, it's free. And like it's fun. HTML is fun. Being able to do whatever the heck you want with your own space is really fun. When I when I went to Neo Cities very recently on the front page they had one of their featured pages was a Crystallis website or a fan site rather. Mm-hmm. And it looked like an old RPG shrine site and I am like, yeah. It's yeah, very nice. This is what the internet was for. <laughs> it wasn't for us to to become content creators. I wish I wish nobody becomes a content creator. I don't like the I don't I don't even like the phrase content creator. It just sounds like you are making stuff for people to consume. Yes. That's, that's all you do. You, you you provide you provide the content and that is your value. And I don't like that. I don't like it at all. No, I want I want uh, <laughs> <laughs> the least surprising of two uh, uh, very zine-focused. When you get two zine creators together, and what do they do? They talk about independent art for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and making personal art. But that was my way of saying, can you believe it's been an hour and a half? I, I did not notice. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, I, be- <laughs> I believe this happened last time, too. It uh, is... Like you tried to stop, like yeah. Like you tried to end the podcast like three times before we actually got it to end. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is attempt number one for round number okay. two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, like if anything, like you got if you're listening to the podcast, like the only thing I really like want to say is check out Dozine and also yeah. please watch Happy Together by by One Car Y. Yeah, yeah, just pick up if you're in the if you're in the U.S. Pick up that One Car Y blu-ray 4k pack if you're in japan check it out in february yeah like if you like indie apocalypse i feel like there is definitely something for you within this collection of movies and also dozing but like also yeah. is really good yeah that's i that's i think that's uh it, it feels like less obvious than saying like if you like indie pop check out super mario brothers like no if you like the work in indie pop, go check out independent cinema check out like, I, like seriously i think there, there's probably a very similar audience somehow of like people who would like like zine stuff like indie hot and dozing and also like one guy movies like i don't know where the connection is but it's yeah. there it's it's an indie cinema it's in kind of like uh, the feeling that a person made something you know it's that i, I think so much about <laughs> about Melis's blog about a live game and dead game so much. How oh, good face. Melis has a, just a lot of good blog writing and also that's why you people should have blogs and yeah. your own space. Just like long form talk and have your own space to talk about whatever you want. Right, right. Don't like that could I mean that could very easily be on co host or whatever, but also having it on his website is like he's not competing with other co host blogs. It's just his website, you know? And if you have a website, you can set up your own RSS feed for people to use on their RSS feed readers. Yeah, they don't. RSS feed never went went bad. It's still, I mean, Google Reader went away, but like RSS is functionally the same as it's ever been. And it still works, and it's still very good. And like, I feel like it's the most reliable way to keep up with stuff. Right. You don't need to make a Substack or whatever. 
when a website in RSS will do literally the same thing. Like all you have to do is add the feed to your thing. You can use that to keep up with your podcast. You can keep up with like all your all the people's blogs that they're writing if they ha- if they have RSS feeds. A lot of places don't. But <laughs> yeah, it's it, 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 it just get your own website, make your own games. Yeah, I I think there there is there is a space to I uh, like in in the same way of watch Wankai Wai movie watch uh it's it's about like um look at your influences influences I think unless you're doing that you're you're it's too easy to get trapped in making reflections of reflections mm. if you're always also like a lot of sorry um a lot of or maybe not a lot but like i've seen people posting about like this is what like influenced me when i made this i see it i think a lot more in tabletop rpg ttrpg spaces but they'll have like what's it called offer not lodestones i don't remember like guidestones or like there's a word that people use yeah waypoint maybe and they have like a list of things that they were influenced by and usually it's not other ttrpgs it's like random movies that right. or like pieces of the media and I feel like we could do a lot more of that in indie games too. Like stuff that you draw from other places that doesn't feel connected, but it really is. Maybe it's your like Tunking Express is what made you bring like this game to the table. Yeah, yeah, right. That is like you were trying to capture a feeling that movie gave you, or like you want to express like it made you feel something about like you're related to your perhaps kind of just mundane inner city life, and you're like wanted to express in in a completely different game but like that spark was lit in you mm. by a part of this movie and like it doesn't mean you have to make literally that and you know what i i wax poetically about good art but you can be you can be inspired by bad art too yeah for sure and like I, what you think is good art and bad art is completely yeah. up to you i love that i love bad art so much it's it's yeah, so it's fun it's good yeah. Yeah, there's like, uh, uh, I forget that I forget the exact quote, but there's a very good section in uh, Roger e- Roger Ebert, who's I think that guy was onto something. Uh, um, but he 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 said something about like a like in a review for a Gamera movie, he was like, when you when you're a child, you like Gamera because it's a turtle running around, and then. You grow up and you get more sophisticated tastes like Air Force One, but then you grow up again and you realize that both are equally preposterous. But maybe there is something there's more joy in a Gamera film. Yeah. Okay. Like just having something that like you know you make it, and a lot of people will not like it. Yeah. But you had a great time making it. Yes, I. Gamera's the guy who like sput around that pencil, right? I. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Is that the thing I'm thinking of? Who's the because there's a turtle like... who's like spinning on like a pencil. Yeah, yeah, gamma acrobatic turtle. Thank you, YouTube. That is what I was thinking of. I'm glad that YouTube was able to be like, yes, we know exactly what you are thinking of. Yeah. I, okay. You know what? It's because it was in, it was an old it was in an MS, uh, mystery science theater. At some point, so that kind of like solidified the iconography of the, of that weird thing. But anyway, 
Um, there's like, but I think that also is kind of, because uh, I think uh, most of the to bring it to bring it back within this same episode about alive games, a lot of bad art is more alive than a lot of well-produced art. Very true. It feels like, like I don't, hmm, it's sort of like, I don't know, like sometimes when I go to traveling, yeah. I'll, I'll want to buy um, souvenirs, right? Like some sort of food souvenirs. And it's the difference between like, you see, like it's a cookie branded with like the name of the city. Yeah. It's very easy to give out to people because it's individually wrapped. So I give each one, each person that I meet, like next week at work, I give them one food cookie each with the name, so they know that I went to X city and I bought their cookie, or whatever. <laughs> but then you also see like weird pickles of like random vegetable, and like that's a lot less, that's a lot harder to share with other people, and it's a lot more specific of a purpose. And a lot of people will not like it because maybe they just don't like pickles. But this is the type of pickle that they sell here, and I yeah. find. Pickles are a lot more interesting. Yeah, because right. So, so folks, be the pickle in your in your life. You know, uh, be, be 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 weird and sour, or maybe sweet, or maybe a little bit too hot, or whatever. Like, kind of uh, the like the sort of unique thing. Mm. But like, I don't know. It's like. <laughs> Because I was talking to, it, it really made me think about like these games that I mentioned that I play, and then I come back and I say, "Why am I playing them?" And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, what what is this game? Like, there's not, there's no, there's no life in it. There's like, it touches upon like um, these ideas, but it so like to." to don't tell anyone because I'm going to use the name of an example right now. There was a game, I think it was called Moonlighter. Mm. That was basically like, what if you had Reketeer, but it was... Um, I love that game. But what if it was just kind of like also a roguelike? Isn't Reketeer like a roguelike though? Kind of? It's a dungeon oh. crawler. Not quite. It's so long ago. Yeah. I don't think I even knew the word roguelike back then, so I wouldn't yeah. know if I could say it was. Right, right. But I, no, because it's more just like randomly generated dungeons. You wouldn't call hmm. a Diablo a roguelike. I don't think like when you die, you go back and then like you have to restart your shop. Right. And, you have, and you're always let you lose everything or you might lose stuff. Or it's just like a classic dungeon crawler yeah. uh, where you die and lose stuff. But But it was like it was in that vein, but it had like no personality <laughs> it felt like somebody is like i played this game um Reketeer, somebody played Reketeer so many years ago and that was like the novelty of making a shop and but it was a game of gameplay loops and nothing a little little else <laughs> maybe that's what the, obligation to yeah like some, like obligation based sorry like, if it's a fantasy game, you have to have fighting. If it's a farming game, you have to have four seasons sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, I think just in saying obligation, I think you kind of hit the genre name I was looking for. Like, it's kind uh, of like genre of, like, obligation-based gaming where it's like I'm doing all this stuff because I have to to get 
the levels to go up or whatever, but I don't enjoy doing it. Yeah, you know, um, like, there's the whole argument about, like, difficulty in video games and, like, you have to grind because that's part of the journey. But is it is it something that we must have in video games for, to enjoy it? Yes. Like, and if the journey isn't fun and this, and the destination isn't worth it, why did I do it? <laughs> like, if I'm not enjoying the moment-to-moment... Like right now, before today, earlier today, before this, I was playing um, Yakuza, mm. um, Yakuza Zero specifically, and I listen. I'm a Shenmue freak, so <laughs> I'm already um, <laughs> I, I'm already baked in to enjoy that series, and I've played I've played a lot of them because I enjoy the kind of like uh, the mundanity of it all in, in spots. Just wandering around Shinjuku. Yeah, right. Like there, there was a time years ago where I like had Kamurocho. Like I, I knew Kamurocho each time because it was always in the same neighborhood, so I would always know where everything was. And I'm getting my like my my Kamurocho legs back <laughs> of like remembering. Oh yeah, I know where Pink Street is. But yeah, it's this kind of um, quiet familiarity and like uh, like it has life. Like it's like it's bustling with life. And, and personality and I think it's like important to uh, uh, like just kind of make the things you want to make not the things you think that people want mm. like I don't think we need to be as bound by genre definitions as we are sometimes yeah right right that is like what is the genre like Yakuza is a Shenmue like <laughs> like what is Genre it's like, it's like you get to walk around and because sometimes you play mahjong with your yeah, friends. Right. <laughs> like, 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 what, what, what's the, it, the? It's its own genre in a way. And I think it's too easy to get trapped in like wanting to be a genre when it's like way more exciting when a game does not have a clear genre. Hmm. It's nice not being able to be defined. I think also. Yeah, you're right. Right when you're. Like when I when I go and I don't know exactly what I'm getting, and it's like, oh, okay, well, it's that weird sort of um, where it's like games as software, where it's like, well, I came for in the same way you would go to a word processor and expect it to type words out for you. It's like, well, this is a rogue. This I want to go to a video game that's a roguelike, so I go and I die, and I uh, get some stuff back, and maybe I incrementally upgrade things or whatever. But, but yeah, it feels more. I don't know. It doesn't feel sincere. It feels. It feels like um, because the expectation is to produce a certain scale, you have to produce safely. But you know if you, why you if what would be uh, help prevent uh, safe production if there were more zines out like those zine that you could oh, submit sure. your games to and you could be riskier and and make, make your own make your own zine if you don't want to if you want to do that and you're like actually this is something I love to do for my own local community you can do it you can do it yeah. right now all you yes. have to do is like me and Renko we made zine in Google Slides like we made the zine in in Google Slides we just like shared and we talked about it while we were putting screenshots into a Google slide thing and we output it as PDF 
straight from Google Slides, and that was it. Like, no cool software necessary. Yeah, there is there is no... You can just kind of do whatever you want. That is the... Um, that's the secret. And, like, nothing excites me more when I open up a, a game when I'm submitting it to, like, not know what I'm expecting. Like, from front to back to be, like... Mm. Some so much of this does not make sense. It is not. I'm not familiar with it. I think that is the allure of like older games because mm. there are, there are definitely um, real a lot of plenty of like concrete genres. You know, plenty of. Uh, uh, I'm sure you could find eight thousand mascot platformers that all are like vaguely similar, but also like have their own like you know. It is nuts. How different is nuts from Arrow the Acrobat, from Bubsy, from uh, 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 what's Awesome Possum? <laughs> or mm. not, I mean, not significantly, but then there's always like a little weird stuff off to the off to the side. Mm. I spoke, I spoke very highly. I, I think it was last week about human entertainment because I think they made a lot of really cool stuff when they were around. Human entertainment. Yes, they um, uh, they've spawned a lot of stuff. They they spawned. Gra- I think Grasshopper came out of them eventually. They made. Um, oh, okay, okay. They made like the they they they're the ones who made like Clock Tower and SOS. Right. And um, they I think they were they did they were very instrumental in you know Fire Pro Wrestling and a lot of human they, they oh, you know what is because they made that um that tom sawyer game or was it or the huckleberry uh-huh. one or was huck finn one of those rpgs i did not know there was a huck finn tom sawyer game yeah it was Jap- it was japan only <laughs> who is the, who is the audience oh you know what i don't think they made they made the gilligan's island game sorry they made the gilligan's island game Huh. That's also so very like specific, but yeah, I'm looking at like the list of stuff they made now, and it's all very like, huh, huh. Sort of. Yeah, they they're very weird. <laughs> like it's like it's a lot of really cool stuff like came out of like, and also like the studios that then came out of Human Entertainment are like pretty cool studios too. <laughs> Yeah, I can like see like um Suda um Suda fifty one goichi in the list of like people who came from here. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like the same good energy keeps going. Right, right. Like, I Suda might be the only the only person who is remotely punk rock and video video games at like a larger scale. I think maybe mm. I don't know. From the same company, I'm just looking at their Wikipedia page. From Human Entertainment, they have a like they they still like one of their employees was is now like just still like a pro wrestling ring announcer. Yeah, right. There's... Which is incredible. Yeah, human. I I. There... Yeah, so apparently, sorry. I, I need to read this. Like, so the root of this guy's career was from the pro wrestling game. He became like the pro wrestling expert, and then actually went into like pro wrestling announcing. Right. Like. <laughs> What an incredible life. Yeah, yeah. There's like clearly like I love pro wrestling. I'm gonna make this pro wrestling game. Now which do I love more? Video games or pro wrestling? I think it's pro wrestling. And he's like, this is his life now. He's a pro wrestling announcer. And does like apparently like um 
what what do you call it like audio mixing as well at the events like what, what? yeah yeah that and that that itself feels very like intensely diy and yes i highly encourage like play through a lot like just spend some time like digging into like human entertainment games they look so so like fascinating and like oh uh, suda worked on moonlight syndrome <laughs> and directed and wrote it yeah there's there's so cool stuff uh i i one of these days i think they recently uh made a um actually have a translation like a full translation of la place no ma which is like this kind of um, human entertainment the um it's the same guy who is also somehow connected apparently there's some connection to also um mages making um like signs gate and chaos head which is not what i oh that's like a weird there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of here wow yeah yeah there's dang right right there are these like yeah there's like splinters of splinters of splinters of groups you know where you it's get cool seeing, like like this is the same sort of thing like when you mentioned earlier how um undertale came from somebody who was in homestuck who came from somebody who was out again in like indie comics sort of genre it's like that sort of like everyone started somewhere from somewhere like and then it got bigger but then there's still like the roots of where they came from right right and a lot of these roots are like you know you know what what these people what people what people have like uh would people have like these kind of like you know would they have these undertales or these like pseudo games if there weren't these like encouraging sort of like environments for people to work within you know if it was like yeah, yeah there's there's so much space for what is what is mysterious Muramasa castle because i saw that or, or no murasami castle sorry yeah yeah there's we're two and I, do, I feel like I don't, if I think this is the same Sylvie in the chat that is the Sylvie I'm thinking of. And I, sorry, I don't need to tell her that like, there are too many rules in games nowadays and we kind of need to, I think the exciting part of like uh, uh, retro games is like the rules felt less, um, uh, what's the word? Less, less, in, less kind of like set in place. Yes, like they weren't established. So people didn't know what, they didn't know how to make games and that's what's made like that's why we also have like a lot of terrible games from retro games but that's what i like because they didn't know what to do and they tried it anyway and it didn't work that's cool that's fine but now we have like oh this is the ideal gameplay loop you have to keep your players keep coming back whatever and everyone knows how to do it and it's just like yeah. gotcha mechanics work right. and that's not fun right to, sh to shout them out again i, I think Mellow said on twitter <laughs> recently um they say i think he said something effective like if legend of zelda came out now It'd be a seven out of ten, and a lot of community managers would tell you it wasn't jiffable enough. It's true. It's true. There's not enough like quippy quotes to put onto Twitter. It's yeah, not right. It does. It does anymore. Right. It, it doesn't translate to TikTok well enough, but it's like, you know, you know, it's it's those it's that one-two punch of um, divest from the games industry and alive dead games because marina's excellent quote that it's like also lives in my brain to the effect i think we're talking about call of duty or something but it's like uh if these games had so much broad appeal why do they need so much advertising dollars 
And I feel like that's also, like, a lot of people, like, who don't actually make stuff, or, like, some people who do as well, think that if they make something good, people will come. But the only reason stuff is popular a lot of the time is because somebody is telling you very constantly with a lot of money to push it into your face yeah. that it should be I've, people are not as immune to advertising as I think they are, and they are actually extremely susceptible to advertising. <laughs> whether it's literally or whether it's like they're getting, you know, press are being given copies that they have to, you know, this game is too big to not cover. Mm. Call, uh, God of War came out two weeks ago, yet, yet we already knew it was going to be a game of the year contender, of course. See, I like how, um, like, I'm in such a, like, a weird, like, different bubble that I didn't yeah. even know God of War came out. <laughs> no, I, listen, if I, if I didn't use Twitter, I would never even have known they were making another one. <laughs> mm. But, like, like, I don't, I know it's hard also for bigger companies to try to do new things. Yeah. But we also don't need to see so many sequels. Right, I was... I was uh, uh, listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about how, how the same thing is kind of going on in movies too, and how like uh, they were uh, they were talking about like how you know if they didn't care about a comedy, they wouldn't see it because there's like six comedies coming out that weekend. But now they feel kind of obligated to like even like a very middle of the road comedy to like we have to support this because if we don't if we don't we won't get another one for like six years. <laughs> because everything is like, uh, uh, you know, comedies don't translate well into other languages. Mm. But uh, like big spectacle translates very easily. You don't need, it's very easy to translate uh, kind of. Are, are these pre-recorded? No, these are live, baby. Coming in fresh. I just very, I just very rarely interact with the chat. Um, most... <laughs> Mostly because I kind of, I'm I'm not, I'm not a Twitch streamer, you know. If you drop bits in the channel, nothing, a little thing doesn't go like. You don't get like Mario going, "Yoohoo! Thanks for thank you for the bits, sir." <laughs> it, it, I don't. That that just does not happen. Because uh, I'm I'm not I'm not talking to you in the chat here. I'm saying you're, I'm talking to KC. You know? Thank you for your chat, Andrew. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, we're we're chatting. And occasionally I might pop in real quick and mm. and be like, maybe I should check out this uh this is more Simon Castle. One of my favorite yes. See I am I am I like series, like you know how you were mentioning um like you, you feel like you have to support like the comedy in case it doesn't come out again. I feel like there's also the inverse where people because they're invested in the series, even if they don't think they'll like it, they still feel like they have to play it. I feel right. like I'm seeing that now because a lot of people around me are complaining about Pokemon. I, I, if I never have, I try to excise the Pokemon adults from my life. <laughs> I feel like they're just so, un, like a lot of people seem so unhappy with the game, but I also feel like they knew they were going to be unhappy going in, but they still bought it. <laughs> yeah, didn't you see all the images where it looked bad? <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of people, like, have very valid complaints, and it's fair, but it's also stuff that I feel like if they didn't like the previous game, 
it's okay to just be like, I don't like Pokemon anymore and play other stuff. Yeah, that that was me when I saw Rogue One, and I was like, I just don't care about Star Wars anymore. That's okay. Like, you don't have to like everything to like a series. You can yeah. just be like, I enjoyed um, Star Wars movies X to X, but then this kind of like this one was a no for me so i haven't watched the new ones and that's okay that doesn't make you like a fake fan or anything right and for, personally i don't need to be a f- i think the idea of a real or fake fan we can just forget uh, about that idea entirely <laughs> definitely you can like what you like it's fine and you can definitely yeah. still not like it like i like pokemon as a series i think it's very cool and i like the idea but i also haven't played the new one because i didn't think i would enjoy it so i didn't buy it right yeah and you don't <laughs> okay. need to like yeah, yeah, uh, brand loyalty. Unless you're loyal to the brand of Indiepocalypse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brand loyalty is kind of, un- like, unnecessary. Like, it, like I, I, you can get disappointed, and, like, it would be really disappointed if you're, like, oh, I didn't like I, this, this. I was, I'm, I'm trying, I was trying to sit, think of an example, but <laughs> I'm looking at... My, my last open, I, my most recent open tab is just a Google image search for more bu- more songs about buildings and food, and I'm like, <laughs> one was, no Talking Heads. When was the last time a Talking Heads album came out? It was not. It was a very long time ago. Well, I guess there's David Burns' American whatever that was called American Dream. Mm. Is kind of a Talking That's Heads album, like, sort of. Like every album an artist puts out. That's cool. That doesn't. And if you didn't like it, you listen to like the bit, and you're like, actually, I didn't, I didn't really jive with this, and I don't like the direction this album, like this artist, is going with. So yeah. maybe I will get out. That's cool. You can do that. Right, right. They don't, not they don't have to have a a flawless discography. Mm. And I, I don't know. Like, I like I still like Pokemon. I think like from at least what I've seen, there are a lot of weird like issues with the new one where there's like, what is it? Like, stuff is buggy and whatever. It seems like there's a lot but, of just, like, technical issues. Uh, but I feel like a lot of it is also just, like, if it's going to be an issue for you, you can also not buy it or wait until like, later to, to see if, like, it's patched. And if it's patched and it sounds better, you can buy it then. You don't... There's, like, this weird culture of having to pre-order games and get, like, all the limited edition stuff and yeah. play it on... Day, but you also don't have to do that like you can play games on your own schedule when you want to and like when they're updated or whatever i think the last time i ever got a uh, pre-order content with a video game was uh, uh uh the the psp reissue of tactics ogre came with tarot cards <laughs> by um uh oh God, well, i'm drawing a blank on the artist's name the artist who does who doesn't make the noses, who does all those Final Fantasy tactics style art, the evilly sort of art. Akihiko Yoshida had the done person a, who does noses. I say that because a lot, or they, they're very small. That's one of the things I remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? No, I get it. <laughs> That's the thing. One of the things I remember remembering noticing very early when I was young playing Final Fantasy tactics is that a lot of his character, a lot of the characters didn't have noses. <laughs> And even like the concept art, the noses were very small. Were unnecessary in the vision. But that is, yeah. Uh, that, I think that was the last piece of uh, uh, bonus thing I got with the game. I, I think, think it's nicer to go in without 
expectations a lot of the time for yeah. these things. Right, right. It's like not knowing what you're going to expect, I think, is a a little treat. Mm. Uh, or just like being more open. Yeah, these, these noses are so tiny. I'm looking at all of them. All these noses. Baby noses for Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Um, closing that tab. Oh, the best... Uh, I'm not going to research this. But among these, among the Google image search for more songs about Billington food, there's an there's an article for the best K-pop songs of 2021 so far. And I don't know how that factors into this Google search at all. And I'm... He wants you to know because this is important to what they want to share with you. Yeah, what do... <laughs> Is there, is there a K-pop version of Take Me to the River cover of that? Maybe. Which, we, which... I, like, I would not know. Maybe that exists, and that would be very cool. Yeah, yeah, that would... Who knows? But anyway, anyway, K-pop talking heads. Are there any K-pop versions of talking head songs? I don't know. If there are, I, 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 I feel like somebody should make them. Yeah, right, right. There should be... Where is where is my K-pop version of "Girlfriend Is Better"? Um, slippery people. Anyway, anyway, enough. David Byrne in his giant suit. That's that's also on Andrew's reading. Andrew's reading list. Andrew's Indie Pocket's reading list. Um, Stop making sense. Uh, mm. Very good con- uh, concert album or concert concert video. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I think it's cool. I feel like we should have like. Concert videos, but for video games, sort of thing. Yeah, because I'm not sure how it would work. Yes, like, you know, like because you have like um obviously you have like the regular, like you buy the track of the music and then it's just like how it is recorded in the studio and then you have like the live concert albums of all the yeah and like that kind of energy. Yeah, well, Casey, you let get, me like, let mm-hmm. me let me run this past you real quick. Go. Uh, um, what if that what if that is like a very definitive let's play? Oh, oh, because hmm. like I was, I, I recently watched a lot of um, uh, uh, Chip and Ironicus Let's Plays, and like it was also like styles of Let's Plays that I was less familiar with because they were more like old something awful styles, I think, where it's like heavily edited and like showing off a lot of what the game is. I'm like, this is if hmm. I was not going to play like the Metal Gear Solid series, this would be a very cool way to experience it. It's good that they like I, I, I think it's really cool that Let's Play exists because um to be honest, like a lot of the times I'm interested in the game and I might just not Yeah want to play it though. I I love kind of like uh FMV horror adventure games or but I never want to play them. Like I love a lot of horror games. I like I love them in theory and I love watching people play them. But I don't want to play them all the time because if I play them personally, I get really scared. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, but if I watch somebody playing, it's less scary. But I can still experience, like, yeah. most of it. Right. And I, I, I get very um, fed up with uh, obtuse adventure games mm. very quickly. But also, they're the kind of, like, bad art that I don't want to watch alone. So... That's- like, so like I don't want to, I don't want to click on every single thing with every single action to figure out how to proceed right. to the next screen. I still want to see what happens. 
but I, I don't want to play with walk through open. But I, I like I was like it's like I want to I want to see what ha- I want to see what happens in all of Sanatorium, but I also don't want to do it alone. But also I can't have a friend like, hey, come over here, we're gonna play through Sanatorium you, together. You this for me so I can watch. Right, right, because like. If I play this alone, I didn't have someone to bounce off of the the goofiness of it that pops up sometimes. I would feel kind of, it's like watching the room by yourself. You know, it doesn't have the same. Let's well, like have let's plays, but like sanctioned in a way, and then also be like, this is the if you don't want to play the game, you can get this instead. I've I've <laughs> thought about um the idea of. If I had a a kind of like if 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 there was a next step to kind of like this indie apocalypse publishing, it would be to do like these very dense Criterion style collections where there's like a lot of interviews and a lot of supplementary materials and that kind of thing. And one of those things I think it would include would be like either like just a very good definitive let's play from the, from like a huge fan of it or like a kind of like a commentary style let's play from the creator or both. Like both like playing with fresh eyes but also like have the dev commentary that'd be really interesting yeah and then because uh, i like the idea of like well here's like a a video version of the game like something mm. to go back to and be like oh this game because sometimes it can be easier to go back to someone playing it than like sitting down and playing it yourself because you can kind of put it on a second screen and so like after i watch like a concert or, or listen to a concert album i'll be like oh that was really fun i want to listen to it again myself and maybe you could have like First, you watch a Let's Play version, and you're like, actually, now that I know how to play it, I feel more comfortable and like more confident to finish this game myself, too. And you can have your own experience with that, as well as with the definitive Let's Play version. Right, yeah. it's. I think there's a lot of interesting ways to experience games, and I want to wanna help uh, experience games in all those different ways. But I don't have all the resources and money to do that, which is why I get all... I get all I get all pissy sometimes. Uh, a lot of our problems would be solved with having the funds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the ability what money what money would do. Um but closing the tabs, goodbye, tactics ogre, goodbye, Wong Kar Wai. Goodbye, Wong Kar Wai. I will wait until February for, for, for Blue Ray. I don't have to wait till February at all. I I could get up it, that that box set you is should cl- watch, watch together I, I i really recommend it but it's yeah. also like not a fun watch no i i like a lot of things that are not fun watches it's like it's just very like wow why did this have to happen this way this sucks like, yes yeah i but kind of when i i truly became an adult when i could watch movies and realize that people could make uh imperfect decisions <laughs> And when it'd be like, oh, why did they make the right decision? Obviously, they should have oh, done this. Oh, that's just how it goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Why are they so whiny? Why, if they just did this or that? But I'm like. Because yeah. it'd be, that wouldn't be as interesting a lot of the time. Right. And, <laughs> and, and you're a person. Do you make all the correct decisions in your, mm-hmm. your life all the time? How I know when people complain about Evangelion and they're like, Shinji is like such a, such a brat. And I'm like, he's a teen. He makes bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is, that is I think, probably. <laughs> Uh, teen me would have would have hated hated that. Adult me have still not seen it, but oh, that's also another like. Like I I personally like it, but I also don't think that a lot of people will like it, sort of thing, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 
I probably would dig the style of it so much. It look it, it looks I so. Cool. It looks watch so it at cool. some point. And then, like, hate it afterwards, but I'd still recommend watching it. It's got such a look to it. And it's again another huge influence on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. There's such such deeply influential work. I think I think it's so it's it's like it's like when you watch 2001 for the first time and you're like, oh, these are all the references from all those things that I saw. This is why like everything else is this way now. Right, right. You 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 see all these kind of like these these kind of cultural touchstones. But speaking of cultural touchstones, I'm going to try and touch on this final stone of a question. Um I don't I don't know if you've ever answered this question before, but what is your favorite type of rock? This is a question from longtime rock fan Soul and contributor to the zine. I love rocks. It's like 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 one of my very like first memories of being like a kid was when I took a lot of rocks from like outside and then they fell out of my pocket when I was in kindergarten and the teacher was like, Why do you why did you steal all these rocks? And I was forced to put them back out. <laughs> Can you? That's like my my kindergarten memory. No stealing rocks from nature. <laughs> That's the bold question. Can can one steal a rock? Mm. Who? But like, yeah, I don't know. For rocks that I like, I really like pumice because it's it's a rock, but it floats, and I like how it goes against that sort of you know your expectations. And that's yes. the same reason I like that does that what do you what rocks do you like andrew i i i am fully on the record of i like rocks that rocks that are good for throwing at things good rock it it is i uh, my distinct memory of a rock is i don't know what type of rock it is but there are rocks on train tracks that i would throw Uh... that we would throw at the tunnel at the graffiti on the tunnel walls and they would like chip and they would chip away at things and yeah there's it, it it's very like there's there's something about that kind of like that naturally like, the rock a child finds that platonic ideal of a rock it's sort of like you know when you try to skip stone, stones yes. on, a, on the water like and it's hard to find the good stone but when you do you're like this is a good stone yes a lot of a, a lot of them were like that too like and, like i don't know how like i wouldn't know what to say like this is why i like this stone yeah this is the part that thing but you kind of just feel it Yes. Yeah, that is the. It is. Yeah, I think a lot of this kind of like hard to describe. There is no words to describe exactly what this is, but I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. But, but if you if you didn't figure it out, that was that was me trying to close the showdown after. I think the last time it's I tried it was about half an hour ago. Yeah. No. I. It was you. It was at the one and a half hour point. So we are forty five minutes past that point. Yes, as as is classic for these, for these uh, these these Andrew Casey shows. <laughs> we'll have another. <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, well, they're back again for the third time." Oh, it's six hours We're long. We're still here. <laughs> well, how, they're just ever creeping on forever. But you know. I think that's a good thing if, you, if people are easy to talk to, you know, I. And it's, it's very nice to just talk about like liking zines and liking weird media and just being like, we both really like this stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's the power of the internet and uh, like self-publishing because otherwise even with like, uh, cause 
let's be honest, you and I would have never met otherwise. You no, know? for sure. Like, like, there's no way we our lives would have crossed. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is literally, like, even on the off chance that, like, we both go to GDC, what are, what are the <laughs> odds that in the sea of people we walk past we walk past each other you know that it's like that kind of like the internet but well, like, gives I randomly go to Massachusetts <laughs> yeah right why would you ever go with Massachusetts but like I'm, I'm also not gonna be going to GDC <laughs> yeah no why would I ever go to GDC so, like, at least in Massachusetts I don't have to pay three thousand dollars to get in <laughs> yeah no just I'll warn you it's it also is expensive but well, that's true so <laughs> it is it is one of more the more expensive states i will keep that in mind when if i ever want to meet the many mass holes apparently who are in this a place called massachusetts <laughs> that's what i that's what i that's what i hear i don't know a lot of the people seem nice enough it's just i think there's like an edge you get sometimes edge. I think you are nice for the record i don't think you're an asshole <laughs> no I, I like to think i'm not too but i think also sometimes i do have an edge to me or, or, or but like, I, think that's, I, don't think, I don't think having an edge is a bad thing. No. It's okay to get off people's nerves. Like we don't all have to get along, and that's cool. Yeah, I think I think that's more what it is. Is I don't have um, I kind of have issues sometimes where I maybe I'm like that uh, uh, combative, but not like. But it's the same thing where it's like I wonder if it's that same also issue where, uh, like you get combative with the person, but also it's like, no, that was just a combative incident we had. Like, who cares? It's not like I hate you now forever. It's also really healthy to have fights sometimes because especially you usually fight with people because it's stuff that you both care about a lot. Right. Right. And usually it's like separating the argument from the person. I think is an important thing to do. Like sometimes you'd have like different viewpoints, but that doesn't mean like, like, if I were, if I had, like, Andrew, I do not agree with the way you are running in Apocalypse. That does not mean, Andrew, I do not agree with the way you are as a person. Yes. Like, I'm not attacking you. Right. If I didn't like Wong Kar Wai, it doesn't mean I hate you. Yeah, like, me not liking the same media as you does not mean that we can't talk and be casual, like, it's okay. We can, we can, like other things but i would also be sad a little bit if you didn't like one car why but i would not hold that against you as a person no i i i love a lot of things but like i think people ask the question what is the citizen kane of video games and i think uh the the question i often wonder is what is in the airplane over the sea of video games something that is considered canonical but and listen i love that album but it is the most hateable album I know. It is <laughs> so easily despisable. Like, I, I would not be like, hey, listen, listen to this song. And this guy's like, ah, and he's like, he's got a singing song. He's got a warbly voice. Mm-hmm. And he's singing about dead people he's in love with or whatever. And I think that's also like, not a problem exactly, but yeah. even in this example of like the Citizen Kane of why is it Citizen Kane? Like for me, maybe that would be a completely different movie. For you, obviously, it'd be also like completely different. Yeah. And like it's we have anything that's considered canonical in this world where none of us is ever able to experience every media to, and there's no way to like objectively judge any of this 
Yeah. This is just a long-winded way of me saying that I don't like games and game awards and game of the year stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 utterly pointless. I I'm when people ask me my favorites, I'm always really bad at telling people. I'm only good at like naming favorite albums because I listen to them a lot. So it's like in my brain, it's like yes, here's a correlation of things that I listen to a lot. So I can tell you, yes, things I listen to a lot. But it's a lot harder when I'm like, so it's like, oh, what's your favorite movie? I'm like, uh, right, movies because like I go to movies for different things. I go to games for different things. Like same even for music. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm very much in the mood to listen to this album that is only of noise. But it's also not something that I would recommend to people wanting to be like, hey, I want to listen to a fun, like, chiptune album sort of thing. Yes, yes. I I am not always going to... I, I, I will maybe listen to, I will maybe listen to like, uh, what is that? Divorce Lawyer, I Shaved My Head, the Jordy Mason album. I'll listen to that sometimes, like, for a month. And then I'm like, I don't need to listen to this right now. This is not, like, uh, uh, in my life at the moment. Or I'll, I will go back and forth to albums constantly, but it's like, it's what you're in the mood for, you know? Yeah, so like, bringing this back yeah. to Dozing. <laughs> I'm going to do, do, try my best to do this. Yes, no. Give a, the Dozing pitch. Yeah, so, like, when I talk to Rincon about this for the very first time, it's because, like I mentioned before, I played Residence of the Ocean. That game really, I was like, this is so good. I want to talk about it. I want more people to know about it. I do not think that, like, Dozing is the best scene. I don't think these are, like, the top games of 2022 or yeah. whatever it is. It's, I'm not going to be like, this is the best media experience. These are games that, like, me, Rencon, Daikon looked at and we thought, we like these. These are good games. And we want more people to talk about them, and we want people to have their own experiences with them, and that's it. Like right. it's not gonna be like, like the all the best games to come out of Japan yes. this year. No, it's literally like these are the games that we, as a small group, enjoyed, and we wanted to share, and that's it. And I think it's okay, and I would love to see more things like this in the world. Yeah, because I, th- like, I think no ranks, no, 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 whatever out of tens, just your personal experience with games and that's it. Right. Cause I feel like if you need to pitch it, if you are pitching this to like larger websites, you know, even if you weren't pitching it, if something like, you know, it's on IGN, it's like, it's like some of the best games coming out of Japan no. with, is what their headline would be, you know, they're not the best games. These are just the games that we like and that's it. <laughs> right. Right. You don't have to always look for the best. <laughs> you can just, like, we had great experience with them and that's, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love weird stuff. I like, like I think I specifically. Uh, I don't know who's here in the in the in the chat currently, but I, th- I think I specifically, if I if I get my timeline correctly, I think I contacted Sylvie for about Indie Apocalypse because during the 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 pledge drive, she had bopped in while we were playing Atlantis No Nazo, which is weird, and I love it. But like, like it's it's it's. Would you say that's what? Oh, no one would ever say that's one of the best games to come out of Japan ever. But it's cool. It's, if you had a good time with it, that's good enough. Yeah, it's <laughs> it it's like fascinating. It's like, and I th- and I think it's the kind of it's the kind of thing that if somebody had submitted that to like Indie Apocalypse, it would blow my mind. 
Mm-hmm. I would like, be like, like definite. Yeah, I'd be like, what? This game makes no sense. It doesn't care about anything. It is like obtuse and weird, and and like it feels freeing. Good art is freeing. I don't know. There's no good answer for this. It's, I, I think that's what you tr- you're trying to say. It's what we've been trying to say. There's no really good answer for it. It's kind of like small press is yes unique, unique. <laughs> I love. I I am a huge fan of unique. I I I will I will be I will marvel over unique trash nine times out of ten before I uh, marvel by just kind of like well-made uh uh familiarity unless it's like its own distinct familiarity like i was saying earlier and that i like yakuza it's but it's kind of like it's very distinctly its own thing and there there is there is nothing else that is quite like it besides shenmue and like i think that's the same for all the games in those in issues number yeah. zero as well. It's very like, so there's five games and a lot of them, like they're not very similar at all. No, no. But like, it's definitely like, they're made by individuals who really wanted to make them. And I think that's just what we want to get across. Yeah, like you can just, I mean, you only need to look at screenshots or even just the covers to go like, these people are coming, everyone is coming from a different game background. You know, they all wanted to make something different. And like, you see it in the art, you see that in how like the gameplay is presented. You see that in kind of all of it, <laughs> like from top to bottom. And that's you how we, I think we'll be able to continue with issue number one as well. We are waiting for submissions still. We are going, like submissions will always, always be open. So yeah. like anybody can like, just be like, maybe, it might not be for issue one, it might be for a different issue, but like at any time anybody wants to, you can submit your game. And we will have the bundle up for like half a year, at which point afterwards we'll have the regular zine just like sold by itself, I believe, on itch. Okay. Yeah. Because I... of itch bundles work. Uh... Right, right. It's all, it's, it's a weird, like. Who knows? Maybe at the end of that month, we will have like the. Um, eventually, itch will let you split revenue on single games. Oh, cool! We will see. I'm not. I'm not like crossing my fingers or like. No, me either. But if it happened, wow! Maybe itch is listening to this podcast or will at a future point. So I will say, split revenue would be really nice for people who work on games, not individually or like participate in game jams. Yeah, it would be so cool to see it. Right, right, and you without having to do weird workarounds where everyone makes like fake games, and makes a bundle out of them or whatever. Or, or, or having somebody be like Andrew and send out PayPal, <laughs> like in money to everyone, like every time. That's uh, <laughs> so many people send money to. It's a real pain. Yeah, I know. I imagine. Yeah, it's, my favorite thing is the um, when I do the pledge drive because I just send it to everybody. Oh gosh! But I also need like the money because usually it's like more money than I feel comfortable just like depositing from my own bank account. Mm-hmm. So I have to like wait two weeks for uh, itch oh, to like come out of after to... the one week wait and then also the payment. Yeah. Of, what is it? 
processing thing in Mobile yeah, so I have to make sure I get like all that money, and then 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 I have to probably add a little bit extra there to account for like conversion fees. Mm. Pay- also, PayPal fees for any international transaction yeah. are a killer. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> it's 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 a lot. Mm. Things on my itch wish list: split revenue, multi language pages, ability to. To have prices that are not in USD, but that's like, that's what I have for now. My my itch wish list. If the itch, the itch people are listening in, <laughs> somewhere. But you know who is listening? All these nice people that have been like, I thought they were stopping this show an hour ago. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our rambling. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to these two kind of like uh, uh, game industry adjacent people, kind of. <laughs> Rambling like, about- I, I was trying to end this like maybe ten minutes ago. I was like, "This is gonna wrap it up. This is not wrapped up." <laughs> no, no. This is this is the third wrap up. This is the real wrap up. Uh, thank you for being here mm-hmm. so much for being on the show again for 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 carrying carrying the load on your own where you needed to. I was mm-hmm. like, Rincon and Icon will be back when eventually. they feel better. Yes, yes. Maybe we'll have like a, another show at some point with all of them on it. Mm-hmm. It's nice because it when saves me. Number one, we can talk again. <laughs> yes, yeah, it saves me the time of having to like. I love when I can just lock in people who I know are going to be on the show because it's like yes, I don't have to worry about a yes or a no. Mm. But where can, we've talked a lot about Dozy, but where can people find it? Right, um, Dozy, you can find us on Itch. That is where you can buy the bundle and you can buy the zine. Um, also, it has a website on card. It's just dozine.crg.co. Um, we started a co-host, but we do not have hosting privileges, so there is nothing there right now. But we also have um, a Neocide site, which we are probably going to be using to post like more... Like we have an event report of Digital Games Expo up there now, and maybe we will do some of the same stuff in the future. I guess we are also on Twitter, as long as Twitter is is on. You can yeah. find us at JP on Twitter, I believe. And if you don't know, um, that is this D-O-U for the mm. dough part, because uh, it's a fun it's, little pun. It, yeah, it's a pun. It's do, it's like Dojin and, and, and Zine. Yeah. But speaking of, very- speaking of uh, comedy not translating <laughs> across different languages, <laughs> it is, it is yeah, one we, of the... Like delightful. Dojin, Dojin yes. and in, but then it also ends up as Dojin Dai in English. So we, we decided not to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate but, puns. Yes. There's a lot of puns, the, the, the least translatable... Um, uh, form of comedy mm-hmm. but but that's puns aside speaking of speaking of portmanteaus speaking of clumsy portmanteaus indiepocalypse um it's good Apocalypse is good it's good i like it it is also a combination of indie and po- apocalypse i mm-hmm. i however stole that title uh, uh reclaimed one might say mm-hmm. though people are still someone unironically used it 
an, I believe an editor, editor-in-chief of a website unironically used the term like a week ago. So oh. embarrassing, oh, really. I don't think there are too many indies. I think we can have lots of indies. It's yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. The, 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 make more. Make more indie games, please, yes, everyone. Yeah. Make what you want to make. Don't worry about like if somebody's made it before or whatever. What you make is what you make, and it's your experience. Yeah, you can just make it. If it's bad, who cares? Yeah, no, it's still good. Like, yeah. If you made it, it's good. You can make something else, too. If you don't like it, you can make something else. That's the, that's the beauty, is you don't actually... You don't actually need to like run the convention circuit and get it in front of their, all the right people and do all the right things. And that is the point of independent small press. Is It's the point of your local scene. It's the point of all this is to so that you don't ha- – your only avenue is not how do I get this in front of someone at Microsoft or Nintendo? How do I get this in front of Devolver Digital? It's like there's – small press – like Dozine, like Indiepocalypse, it creates avenues for people to like get work published, to get paid for work, to to feel like someone like a stranger cares about their work, which is very important, I think. It's like uh, uh, there there is a, an important feeling to like this person does not know me, I've never met them before, but they like my work so much that they want to pay me for it, that they mm-hmm. think they can get other people to pay for it. I think that's important. <laughs> I think it is a, a meaningful thing. And the more I see, the happier I am. For sure. Be- because we're all like, uh, uh, to go back on us driftwood folks, are desperately drowning as we're trying to get our rising tides lifted. If we get enough driftwood together, we have a raft, I think, if I extend oh, the metaphor. What a good metaphor. <laughs> We can build our own. Right, right, and then we can you can build the raft. Like so, you you know you get you get you get a little money from Dozy, you get a little money from Indiepocalypse, you get a little money from like um, the Hand Eye Society mixtape, and your local. Sorry, what was that? Hand Eye Society mixtape is such a cool project. I love it. Yes, yeah, you have. I mentioned that because that one also has open submissions, which I say is the most important part. So it's not like you need to know somebody, which I think is, I, I've said it before, it's very important. <laughs> uh, like, if you, like, you, if, you, if, you, if you need to know the gatekeeper, mm. if you need to know the person who opens the gate for you, that person is called the gatekeeper. Mm. <laughs> no matter, even if you call them just like a, 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 a the welcoming committee or whatever, <laughs> like if you... If you need to know someone, if you have a walled community, all the openness and, uh, that you can present will mean nothing if it is still closed off fundamentally to people. An invitation-only gated community is still a gated community. That's a better way to mm-hmm. say it. You found your metaphor. Yes, I found it all. Um, com is where you buy Indiepocalypse. I'm actually starting to put it on my website for sale. You Very can, nice. Is it going to be like sold? How how are you selling it actually? Is it going to be like a you down you buy it and then you download the zip from your server? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Ooh. Well posted. So posted. Commerce. I actually did not even plan that I started doing that when Itch had their outage. Yeah, that was 
oh, just like, wow, it is not alive right now. And I tried to check it out. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, I was already in the process of doing that because, because you had, is because you had pointed me towards that responsive tab plugin. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I have, uh, if you, so right now, if you go to uh, indiepocalypse.com and you... Whoa, what is this? Well, that was a surprising little, um, uh, 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 it's a very, a very surprising little thing there. Um, so I, so there's been a, there's been a, like a server, um, uh, like a, someone made an Indiepocalypse Mastodon server. Oh. Um, oh. unrelated to Indiepocalypse. Oh, okay, okay. I think just based on the general idea, mm. um, I'll post this link so you can see it, how it turned out. Mm. There's still one thing. I don't like the little uh, button there, but um, this is like basically what I want to do, and it all it all looks good now. And you can buy it for $10. That's awesome. Right now, Indiepocalypse 34 is the only one available. But look, it's all on one page. You don't have to scroll or anything. You just click on the little icons. Very cool. But anyway, um, what's it called? So I, I listen, uh, I'll be honest. I'm a filthy little name searcher on Twitter. <laughs> I have a, a column on TweetDeck that is called Indiepocalypse. I is valid and I, I i primarily never engage with it because i think it's weird to engage with uh, name searching i feel like people should be safe to talk about indiepocalypse without me <laughs> showing up there so i it's why i choose not to engage with it Mm-mm. i feel like you should be able, you should be able to say things positive or negative about indiepocalypse without uh, uh, uh andrew indiepocalypse showing up in your mentions but as like, i was hey, what's but this is all a very roundabout way to be like, oh, there is another one. So I was going to sc- – I also don't keep it all the way scrolled up so I can see when there's a new message that comes in. And I was – and I like I saw a little 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 blink there. I was like, oh, what's this? I expect to be a co-host. It was – it was – won't you know it was Bennett Foddy saying you should buy – subscribe to Indiepocalypse, which is neat. People should subscribe to Indiepocalypse. There's a lot of cool stuff. You can yeah. buy like – there's always like – no – no, it's all, it's just all very cool. Yeah. Oh, previously NYU Game Center. I thought you still worked at the NYU Game Center, which makes sense because I feel like the NYU Game Center to Indiepocalypse Pipeline is very strong. It's a good energy that way too. Yeah, I, I feel like there is like a very clear, I see a lot of like people with NYU Game Center in their bio submitting to Indiepocalypse. I feel like it, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if game professors be like, hey, you should submit your capstone project to Indiepocalypse. <laughs> I'd recommend you do that. But um, that was a weird little thing. That is, that's the, 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 the Bennett Foddy uh, endorsement for Indiepocalypse. Uh, I, ha- I recommend you get on it. I think it's cool. Uh, and your favorite game developers might think it's cool. Uh, uh, Indiepocalypse is the... Uh, the the indie indie developers indie games is how I comfort myself in thinking of it as kind of kind of like um uh, 
Oh, weird. Um, uh, I'll, I, I have something to say, probably Ooh. to Sylvia in a moment, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm navigating conversations. But uh, anyway, that's the show. Oh, if how do you subscribe to it? Go to indiepocalypse.com slash Patreon to subscribe to it if you want to subscribe to it. If you want to get games, you can get them. You can subscribe for a year. You can get just the commission games if you just want to do that. And, like, if you subscribe, uh, if, like, you can pay 50 bucks and you'll get 12 new commission games, and they're all super cool. You'll get, um, I don't think, I think technically you will stick. I'll be, it's a secret. You can get all the old ones, too. I haven't taken them down yet. So, you, uh, do you, can you get, um, I don't think they can get your game, Casey. I don't think it was, I think that was added after the fact. But, five developers here, like NPC KC, who are, are commissioned developers, or, or Sylvie in the chat, or commission developers. It's new games from, like, the coolest people making games and indie games right now, I know. Um, I think it's cool. That's it. That's it. That's the show. Uh, if you uh, if you want to submit, indiepocalypse.com slash submit. That's it. Um, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Dozine, check it out. Yes, Dozine, check it out. Um, I've already, I've purchased my copy. Where? Why haven't you yet? Always. I hope you all enjoy. Yes, yes. It, buy it even if you'll, even if you won't get around to immediately playing it. That's I have stacks of comics and games and movies all lying around that I have not watched, read, or played yet. But support independent art where you can. Goodbye.